Yo, Gravity Lab Radio has brought to you by the letters S and the number four. I miss Sesame Street. Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Velocity Sports Equipment, maker of the Infinity Rig. Velocity Sports Equipment has been in business since, oh gosh, 97, 98, man. I forget the year, 90, yeah, 98. Uh, they've been making rigs for 20 plus years. Before that, Kelly Farrington, the owner, was working with other manufacturers, been highly involved in the industry, building and designing rigs, and is a multi-generational skydiver. Him and his family have been jumping. Uh, they own drop zones. They uh, do stunts. They do all sorts of cool stuff. So he definitely understands skydiving. Kelly has been involved with the sport and has a passion for the people. One of my favorite things about Velocity Sports Equipment is just that, the passion for the people. I've heard Kelly say time and again, the average guy should be able to afford a rig with all the bells and whistles without it costing an arm and a leg. And unfortunately today, rigs do cost just that, an arm and a leg. Uh, prices have gone up. It's just uh, gas oil, whatever you blame it on. But man, Infinity, you still find them priced reasonably well. They're still going to be better than most anything you can find comparable on the market. You look at your major rigs, you look at them all decked out, and you're going to find Infinity is going to have a, a really good price. Their turn time, they're super quick. Uh, Velocity Sports Equipment does not uh, do any military contracts or does a limited number of them. And it's nice to have them. They, they do a lot of business for manufacturers, but that's where a lot of those slow turn times come up. And Kelly likes to keep it about the people. He keeps it about the sport. By ignoring the military gigs out there, it means he can get fun jumpers rigs faster. So you're looking for a brand new container. You're looking for it as soon as you can. Hit up Infinity. Hit up Velocity Sports Equipment, VelocityRigs.com, and order a new rig. You'll have it usually 12 weeks. Sometimes that's a long time. I've seen six to eight. I don't know what the current turn is right now. But uh, check out their website. It's updated there. Mention uh, in your order form under special instruction or email VSE, VSE at VelocityRigs.com. That's only one time. VSE at Velocity. VelocityRigs.com, and you'll be talking to my boy Blake. Let Blake know or mention uh, Gravity Lab Radio in the special instructions or to Blake, and you'll get a free mesh back pad upgrade. It breathes better. It's a little bit more comfortable. Air flows. You don't get as sweaty on the back of your rig. Gravity Lab Radio is also brought to you by the Rating Center. The Rating Center, we're a full-time rating school. We offer coach courses, AFF instructor courses, tandem instructor courses. You want to be an instructor, you want to teach people to skydive, come check us out. Come see what we do. Adult education, adult or sports psychology, human education, it's, it's such a, a deep, fascinating subject for me. To me, the most uh, complex puzzle ever is the human mind, and I, I love the idea of that. The human mind, how do you work? How do you operate? What, what do I need to say to get you to jive with what you need to do? You want to become a badass skydiver. You want to learn a canopy uh, pilot. You want to do whatever, man. What do I need to do to help you understand what I'm trying to tell you? That is a huge challenge. And all the guys and gals who work for the Rating Center, it's the thing we love. The challenge of raising to your standards and to your expectations. I think we all know the best teacher adjusts to his student's learning style. We don't make the student adjust to our learning style. Or excuse me, our teaching style. Excuse me, I suddenly got the hiccups, man. Got a little bit of a gas building up. But uh, a good teacher will adjust to the student's learning style. And it's really important to me that the staff at the Rating Center works to the standard that the students need. And when I say the standard, the way they learn, the way they think. As far as safety, my guys and gals will keep it top-notch. The Rating Center crew is, is just a bunch of good guys and gals. If you want people who care, people who love the sport, people who love people, check out the Ratings Center, theratingcenter.com. You can find us on Instagram, and you can find our Facebook page. Maybe one day we'll get better at IG. DQ, shout out to you. He's going to be helping with that IG coming out soon. Maybe little Miss Aaron 
Bandita will get on and uh, help us out a little bit as well. But uh, tonight we have Chris Schubert and Glenn Downing, a couple buddies who are uh, super last minute throw together. No real planning for this one. We planned it, uh, oh, less than 24 hours ago when I randomly realized they're in town. So, uh, well, Shuby, Glenn's always here. So uh, they hung out. We talked a little bit, caught up to what's going on. Enjoy the show. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. Ah. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lott. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Gentlemen, Glenno and Shuby. Welcome, Welcome back Thank to the you. show, fellas. Thanks for having us. I think this is the first time we've had a, a two-person guest panel return. Would you say that that's true? I believe it is. All right. I believe it is, Way man. to go, guys. Awesome. Definitely beer. You know... Yeah. Well, drink then. Yeah. This, uh, this is the first time I've been on time while you guys have been guests on the Absolutely. show. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh. How, how late were you last time? Oh, I think 30 minutes. <laughs> I think more than that. Maybe longer. I, I have no clue, but it was definitely a Took little bit longer. Took me a minute, that traffic from Houston. It was a rough stretch for you, DJ. Uh, Those 30 minutes were a bit bit tough. But dude, it, jumping over that desk was the hard part. You saw me almost I, I did mean to ask how that started. You, you started the show. And then just hopped over the, the desk, okay, all right. sat down. You, you went straight over the desk? Is that what I did on that <laughs> Jungle one? Jungle gymmed it. Yep. Bold <laughs> move, friend. Dude, I could. This is my <laughs> office. There's, a, there's a walkway over here. I know, but I don't want to walk in front of the camera. I, I admire your uh, your dedication to the move. At this point, I'm over it. I walk in front of the camera all the time. Yeah, so fuck it. Uh, Glenno and Shuby. First of all, this show, this episode is Glenno approved. Thank you, Glenn. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I uh, did you have any clue we were going to put that on the t- actual title? No, no. I just remember uh, uh, you were you guys were planning that. Your fight night extravaganza, and uh, and you turn to me and go, Glenn are approved, and I vote yes, sir. <laughs> 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 Have you seen the ad on Facebook for the karaoke fight night? I don't think so. No. So it's Gravity Lab karaoke fight night, uh, fight extravaganza with Jeffro Provenzano. Sweet. Glenn approved. Of course. Asterisk Glenn approved, <laughs> and be. it's actually on the. Uh, <laughs> we're like we're gonna make up a bunch of words, and we put it there. So last time we had you guys on the show was about November 2017. I looked it up. Um, yeah, right on. <laughs> then uh, I was like, or she was like, I th- uh, no, looked it up. <laughs> um, I could be wrong, though. The uh, last time you were on, you were also just finishing a year of unlimited jumping. You yeah. can skydive all you want. Very nice. Been mm. about a year and four months since we've last seen you. Yep. Well, on the show. Mm-hmm. What have you guys been up to? What's new? Uh, I pretty much uh, hung up the parachute for a little bit, that's for sure. Skydiving season kind of pretty cold, I guess, in winter up in Canada. Yeah. So you guys actually went two very separate or different paths. You both came to the sport from a working background. And then when you uh, left the um, the jump package, you actually went back to a uh, job. You went back to working, back to earning some money. Yep. And you skydived for that same money. Exactly. I don't know yeah. if you make the same money, <laughs> but you skydive for it. Mm-hmm. So full-time skydiver, you're still fun jumping. Uh, here and there, yep. Uh, here and there. So a season uh, dependent. Most, it's mostly going to just be boogie chasing, I guess. These days now, don't really full time skydive. Yeah, all that much. Remind me, how many jumps did you have when you quit? You left Spaceland. You quit. You quit <laughs> me <laughs> when you quit. You how quit dare me. You. I know, right? Uh, I left with thirteen hundred skydives, I guess. 
When you have you ever seen that show, that movie, or that friend who got left by a girl and he walks around with basically his blanket behind him, just dragging and moping everywhere he goes? Yep. With those thirteen hundred jumps and you leaving, you should have saw Glenn for the next two months. <laughs> that <man>. was me, <laughs> man. When hmm. when January first of of the following year after the jump package hits, is just brutal. You so actually have to pay for skydive. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because the two things that looked odd was, number one, Glenn was on the ground when loads were flying. Glenn's still here. He hasn't left, but loads are flying, and he's hanging out, and Shuby's not with him. Those oh. were the two things that went wrong. So you've been off the package for a year, mm-hmm. kind of um, the, the honeymoon's over, the breakup, the, the divorce you've gone through. You're now recovered. What was it like that first month? Oh, it was just kind of rough. Uh, I mean, like I said, I wanted to skydive on every one of those loads, and and I couldn't because I hadn't worked barely at all that you, whole year. So you just started working full time. Yep. And mm-hmm. you, you hadn't worked a job at all. TSA is gone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that money was dried up. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was a it was a rough transition. Last winter was wasn't the best either. Uh, no, I was dead. Yeah, pretty dead. Uh, pretty cloudy all all winter. So. It was uh, it was a rough few months. I had a lot of stuff uh, pile up to my van. Uh, had some work get put into it, and and so uh, one thing after the other. I'm so glad that thing's still going. <laughs> Such a beauty van, <laughs> man. Digging through photos today of getting you guys that picture di- together. Uh, I saw the pictures of your van on Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. for when you first posted it. And I, man, what was it like that many years ago? putting that van together thinking i'm gonna go live in my van down by the drop zone (laughs) now this many years later let's i say this many it's two and a half yeah it's it's been a little bit what's the perspective on that day um i i mean i don't know it's kind of uh kind of makes me think like uh how um i mean i don't know it's so here's what I want you guys to think about for one second, and, and think about it, and we'll talk about it over time. What I'm really looking for is right now there are people listening to this show, mm-hmm. or there are people who are at home thinking about, I want to go skydive for a year unlimited. Mm-hmm. Plenty of uh, drop zones do it as far as there's a lot of space lands and a few others. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what now a year of full-time skydiving uh, as a fun jumper, a year of now part-time skydiving or full-time instructional skydiving. Two years removed, three years back, what advice would you have given yourself? Mm. What would you have changed? Oh, coming to the jump package? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're getting ready. For example, Stig, this fella here this year, and yes, his real name is Stig. Mm. You ever watch, uh, what's that show? What's that? Top Gear. Top Gear, thank you. Uh, Top Gear BBC. Stig is that race car driver. Not the same dude. Stig planned like a year ago to be here. Nice. He traveled like a month ahead of time to be here to set up his accommodations, his car, his mm-hmm. everything. So when he showed up, he had a life here. That's awesome. So he really planned ahead. So what would you tell somebody in planning to get ready to be here? Um, I guess I wish uh I wish I had kind of planned out my money spending a little better. Um, maybe oh, just uh know. um in how I how I had saved up my money prior to moving down here. I probably could have probably could have saved up a, a bit more before I came, and and but uh, but other than that, I think um, just like with everything with my van and and road tripping down here, just like the excitement was from, is what I remember most. Like uh, is how exciting everything was, and 
and uh, meeting this dude and, and everything. <laughs> it was just kind of a spontaneous year where, where if something felt right, then go do it and have as much fun as possible. And So really almost the opposite of what I was looking for, but perfect answer mm-hmm. is, man, I just did this shit. I just hopped in my van. I did, it was a, a spontaneous thought process. Let's just do this. Yeah. Would you do it again? Um, I would definitely do it a different route. How different? Um, probably, like, I mean, thinking like about my skydiving. Uh, no, financially preparing okay. for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would be much more uh, wary about where I spend my money for sure because I know I have a whole year to to draw out that money. But um, so was it? And ma- maybe maybe have a part time job, maybe work on the weekends. Uh, um, was it more about the money? that you didn't save or was it the money that you spent should you have saved more to come or did you should did you spend more than you expected or didn't you should have um i probably could have saved more and i probably should just should have realized how much money i was going to spend i mean we were burning through a canopy a month really yeah as we downsized uh um and uh i i bought a uh pretty close to new rig so that's so right that added up but but then i was also selling gear at the same time so kind of balanced i think that's something a lot of the, the package people come in and don't ever realize or think too hard about is they realize they're going to downsize during their season mm-hmm. and they usually seem to come thinking they're going to downsize at what i would consider a little bit normal progress or rate by the number of jumps like well in this many jumps i'll jump this and this many jumps i'll jump that and i think it's a fair safe approach but I think somebody who's sharp heads up can actually progress a little bit faster and go outside, go a little bit quicker through sizes than somebody who's not jumping seven fucking days a week. So buying gear is a huge, huge difference. Definitely. You said part-time job. Would you have gotten a part-time job too? Well, when I came down, I just kind of <coughs> flew by the seat of my pants and didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And uh, if, I don't know if you remember, I bought one of the teepees. Bought one of the teepees yeah. off the boys. <laughs> and uh, that didn't last too long. I didn't really like that accommodation. Very much. <laughs> so we see, sure. we see a lot of people tent it when they show up. And I think some uh, go, hey, I'm going to be in a tent till I figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then some say, I'm going to be in a tent all year long. What do you think of that tent all year long process? Well, I think one of the guys has got <laughs> one right now. Brutal. <laughs> is, Bill, is Bill in one? They all, yeah. yeah there's all, a almost all of those guys are. Yeah, there's yeah. always a tent city. And it seems without fail by mm, halfway through the summer, tent city really yeah. gets down to like Blair Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets down to one or two like just soldiers who's hammering through. Well, I feel like Rocheron throws you a lot of curveballs too. Uh, Ooh, the flooding. You can have 30 mile an hour winds oh, one day that blow, blows blows all your stuff away. You can yeah floods super easily. Yeah, that uh, hurricane took my TV right away. Yeah, That oh, was gone. Man. Yeah, hurricanes in the landing area ain't <laughs> normal. Not helping. Oh. And just ain't helping nobody's business. 100 degree nights, you know. Imagine sitting in a, a teepid teepee. <laughs> 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 no, man. No, nah, it's good. You, uh, so you, mi- bad. you mentioned get a part-time job. And one thing uh, we've watched a few people do, and I don't remember who. Somebody in your year did it. But this year, Joey Casey worked part-time on the weekends as a packer. Mm-hmm. And then full time during the week he skydived. Who was it last? I, I I did that. It was you. Yeah. You were raising your hand. Yeah. Not that that's that was me. <laughs> yeah, it was me, dumbass. <laughs> uh, sorry, Hubie. And really, it's a super smart move because how many jumps did you make that year? I still made a boatload. Like a lot of the jumps were going through the middle of the week, anyways. Yeah. Because I mean, there was just so many people on the weekends that 
you know, I'd get like four or five jumps max anyway because the lines were, you know, manifest was three, four planes deep, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it just kind of worked out even better. And he was like, get a couple jumps, you know, in the morning or at night at the end of the day kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Then yeah. I just get to work all, make some money from my drinking habits and mm. uh, go from there. How many jumps did you think you made that year? A thousand? Uh, just under. Just under. Yeah. So between 900 and 1,000. Yeah. How many did you make? Um, altogether, 1,359. So 1,400, With a few tandems in there. 400-ish difference. Mm-hmm. And realistically, doing the math, that would make sense. Weekends would, would do about mm-hmm. that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But man, would you have given up 400 of those jumps to have that extra money? Mm. Nah. <laughs> but a second <laughs> yeah. ago, you said you'd have that part-time job. Well... If I were to do the package over, I would definitely need need a little more income. But, but, I mean, a couple of years ago when, okay, uh, when I mean you're on the jump package, you're pretty carefree and. There's things I would do different the second time that I wouldn't do different the first time. Exactly, I, yeah. I absolutely get yeah. it, man. <laughs> absolutely. So I was uh, telling telling Nick and telling you guys I had no clue Shuby was gonna be in town. Me neither, and, man. When did you find out? I found out uh, the afternoon. That he was coming. Did mom know? Uh, no, and that was a pretty funny story. She, she uh, did say hello <laughs> to you boys earlier. Hey, Kate, we love hi, you. Hi, hi mom. mom. Hey, mom, love you, mom. So, uh, for those of you listening, just so you know who Kate is, Kate, also known as mom or mom, mom, a bunch of the unlimited jump package folks have really just been uh, embraced by Kate. She is the drop zone mom to them. At She's the end awesome. of Great most years, she cries because you guys leave, <laughs> and she swears she'll never adopt another crew again, nope. and the next year, she typically does adopt mm-hmm. somebody, if not the whole gang. It takes her a little while to warm up to the new crew, of course. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, then breaks her heart, but you guys, Dobbins, same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike Abbott, you guys just came in and surprised her. She had no clue. <laughs> yeah. Was it Zach? Yeah, Zach and Mike got a hold of me, and he's like, Mike's going to be in town, so come down and surprise mom. And they held off and held off and held off, kept it a secret. It's pretty good. And then she wanted to go to San Antonio this weekend. So they had to keep her from going to San Antonio. So, so Zach concocted this story about him needing to talk with her, have a chat. So she thinks he's pissed off at her for three, four days now. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, they, uh, they drag her out. Was it, what day did I get here? Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. They drag her out Saturday night. She doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And uh, Zach's like, yeah, we need to have that chat. We need to go have that chat now. <laughs> and the whole ride to come pick me up, she has no idea where they're going, obviously to the airport. <laughs> but she keeps thinking they're going to pull off at some bar and have this long chat. So she's getting so mad and angry the whole ride to come grab me. And Mike's in the backseat just making it worse, laughing his ass off. Pissing her off even more. She must have just been fuming. Face red. So good. But uh, at the end, it was good. It was good. She cried a little bit. I I bet, man. She can get so fired up, so energetic (laughs) about things. It's fun to watch. I wish I could have seen this. I actually found out because I saw that brunch photo. I'm like, that looks like Shuby. But uh, dude had this nice slick back looking ponytail. Looks like Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo or something like that. that. What was that dude's name on Deuce Bigelow? The original? Andre? You look like Andre. Mm-hmm. I think Andre was is the original. Mm-hmm. The original did is that a good thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, it yeah, okay? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Andre. I don't. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we watch that movie way too many times. <laughs> That's a huge bit. <laughs> Freak! <laughs> Keep it in the circus. 
I love when the chick's got her hair tied back to the wall. So when she goes to fall in the soup, her hair just <laughs> stops her. Behemoth. <laughs> I love that movie. And then yesterday, after seeing that brunch picture, I'm like, oh, it looks like Shuby, but whatever. I then see a video of this dude doing push-ups, <laughs> stretching, <laughs> shirtless in the swoop area. And, I mean, he looks like Shuby. He's got a booty like Shuby. But, uh, man, and the next thing you know, he's racing a fucking caravan. <laughs> a foot race. You're running. You got set down like a racer, like Absolutely. a runner. Absolutely, yep. You pumped your ass in oh, the air. Oh, it was jiggling. You, you were I, ha- I had to let the plane know it was on. <laughs> so <laughs> the first question I have, the first thing I have is, fuck yeah. <laughs> that was badass. Um did the pilot know you were going to do this ahead of time? What? Uh, Who did we? Uh, yeah, we were texting Rabbit, I think, and Rabbit said, "Yeah, it sounds good. I'm not flying." <laughs> oh yeah, Jorge was in there. Jorge was in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he knew. Probably not. No. Did anybody else in the plane knew? Because DQ or somebody posted. He got some good shots from yeah, yeah. inside the plane. So did anybody in the plane know I at all? I don't think so either. No, I, I was know. I was back there in the plane and. Had no idea. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're on. <laughs> they were just like, this motherfucker is out here <laughs> racing the plane. Let's pull out what a is, camera. What is this idiot doing? <laughs> so at the very end of the run, you, you fall. Uh, you eat shit. Yeah, I flared with my face. Yeah. yeah. On purpose, on accident. <laughs> no, I was no, I definitely <laughs> lost my balance. At the end of it, I was like looking at the plane as I was beating it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. I just lost it, man. Face first. Oh man. That oh, was good. What possessed you to race a really fast plane? Hoppadillas. Well, I think it was the hoppas. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely the hoppas. Ah, hoppadillas. Oh, so good. I've played two different views of it oh, while you guys great. have been chatting. <laughs> it's so wonderful, man. If you're listening to this on your... Uh, this, this view looks more like a crazed homeless person to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still really like it. I should find DQ's version from inside the plane. It's really oh, good. it's pretty epic. If you're listening to this as a podcast, go to our Facebook page. Somewhere around the 17-minute, 16-minute live mark, you'll start finding this video, maybe 15-minute. And uh, you can watch it. We're uh, eight, 18 minutes and seven <laughs> seconds. Sweet right now. So, uh, so yeah, go, go in about 16 minutes. You'll get the good stuff. Boom. Watch it. It's well worth it, man. So that's when I find out you're in town. Uh, just what? I think an hour prior, Nick. I'm like, yeah, man, let's just take a week off. We've done four straight weeks. What the fuck ever. And, and I think I knew that Shuby was in town because I saw you in the, in the morning. When yeah, you rolled right. over yep. the hangar and out, and I almost said, "Well, Shuby's in town. We should we should have him." Until you said, "Let's have a week off," and I was like, "All right, well, he already said maybe he needs a week off, so maybe I won't bring it up." No, if I ever say that, bring it up anyways. I'll tell you if I need a week off. Don't, don't tell me what to do. Okay, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't even know what was happening. I'm just running the board over here. Why are you putting me on the spot? Shuby. You were going to recommend, you were going to say, hey, let's have Shuby on the show, but you thought. Oh, yeah, but I thought that you were committed to having the week off, so I didn't bring it up. And then you brought up the same thought that I had, and I, I knew it had to be. Here and then we are. After I'm done asking you, I send Glenn a message. He's like, I'm sitting right here, buddy. I, I got this <laughs> shit figured out. Where were we? We were at the fire, eh? Yeah, we were over yeah. outside of Mom's. She got fire pit over there? Mm-hmm. I do that. Got a rager. Man, it's been. I've driven into that parking lot every about. Once or twice a year, mm-hmm. I'll drive over there, dropping somebody off or picking somebody up or going to wake somebody up because they're late for work, yep. whatever it is. Yeah, nice. Yeah, last night was a good one. Last night was a good <laughs> one to wake somebody up <laughs> late for work? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I guess you're in town. It was a good one. 
We blame you. <laughs> so I saw you guys. I thought, man, we got to A, talk about what's going on, where you've been. Yeah, man. And B, we need to uh, uh, inform people. What do you do after a year of not skydiving? You got your tandem rating. Mm-hmm. How many tandems have you done this last year? Um, probably 600, 650 in 2018. I would think, yeah. And then you uh, also started shooting video? Mm-hmm. Also started doing AFF? Yep. Did you, and we asked this question last time, I forget these things, did you plan on getting full-time into the sport when you came to the package? Um, originally, I think it was it was an idea kind of in the back of my head, um, but it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like surefire, that's like, that's going to be my career path. It kind of evolved that way. Let me see what's out there. Let me see what's up. Exactly. Yeah. And when you came here, you actually were packing previously? Yeah, I worked on a few different drop zones before I came uh, for the package. Uh, I mean, I just kind of wanted to keep more fun jumping for a few more years before I actually start hucking drugs, that sort of thing. So you're still thinking about hucking drugs? <laughs> now you don't know. Do it. Yeah. Probably going to. Man, I'll tell you, uh, once upon a time, I was approached by uh, a DZO and said, hey, yo, man, convince such and such to get his tandem rating. I said, no. And he gave me grief for it right away. Like, why not? Blah, blah. Dude, force somebody to do something they don't want to do, they'll eventually stop skydiving, period. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have them in this minimal capacity than this other capacity. Mm-hmm. So uh, do it if you want. Yep. For sure, you got to want to. How yep. many TIs have you seen quit the sport? Or just not look happy. Yeah. (laughs) And you've seen tons of people quit the sport besides, but it it will drive you. It'll drive you insane if you don't have a heart or a passion for it. Yep. Glenn seems to still have fun doing them. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Way less nervous. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're just pretty comfortable. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, When you came to the sport, did you have any desire, or not the sport, but the jump packets, did you have any desire or consideration of going full time during that season? Uh, I was hemming and hawing about it lots. I mean, I talked to a lot of different people about it, and uh, I totally thought I was going to about halfway through the year, and then I just kept fun jumping, more fun jumping, just never got around to the ratings, and I just that kind of idea just trickled away, you know? So it sounds like 50-50. You both came in with the same thought process yep. and went mm-hmm. two very different ways. <laughs> what drew you into jumping full-time? Um, I think kind of just... I just wanted to keep jumping and uh and i had gotten used to you know packing on a on a 10 minute call and gotten used to jumping every single day that it was just uh i just loved the love the environment just want to keep that going exactly yeah. yeah just loved everything everything about the sport and about spaceland and and just wanted to you just couldn't leave rocheron that's what it was yeah. rocheron yeah. is yeah. a beautiful just can't city leave mm-hmm. beautiful uh, downtown core, beautiful, dude. The uh, what, what is it called again? Buttermilk, buttermilk Ranch no. Station, I think. Buttermilk yep. Ranch Station. <laughs> yep. Or is there, is I the lived ranch in, in the Buttermilk there. Ranch Station. No, maybe it's Buttermilk Station. Maybe the, the ranch is station. something else. Buttermilk Station. Yeah, it's Buttermilk Station, and then the rows of go- rows of Sharon, the rows of Sharon Garden, mm-hmm. Garden Ranch. Garden I'm ranch. sure there's a ranch in there. Yes, it, that was it. The rows of Sharon Garden Ranch. Look on the Wikipedia. It's got all the information from there. We too. actually um, the sheriff. Yeah, uh, we actually, <laughs> in late 2017, we we altered the Wikipedia page for Rocheron. Yes. And uh, and I, I was the mayor of Rocheron for a little bit. 
and uh, Daniel Dixon was the uh, (laughs) official sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And by the way, Rochere, and uh, last time we tried to figure out who the mayor was, I realized after I did, it's not an annexed city. It's not part of a city. It's it's an unincorporated, so it doesn't have a mayor. Well, we, a couple years ago, we were at uh, Ortega's. Uh, yeah. That little honky tonk bar. That's City Hall, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and some <laughs> random guy approached us and say, saying he's the mayor of Sharon, and his only evidence was that he had a big uh, gold ring with an R on it, and, <laughs> and we believed him sold. nonetheless. Yep. Fully sold. It doesn't matter. He's your mayor. Yeah, absolutely. Not my president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag my president. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you, For me, it was kind of the same idea. I wanted to skydive as much as I could, but I couldn't afford to skydive. So I had two options in life. Option number one, have a job and pay for skydiving the way I want it. Option two, have a job that allowed me to skydive all the time, which I wanted that more than what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my choice. Why didn't you end up going full-time? Why didn't I? Yeah. Uh, Just incurred a little bit of debt on my year off. For Rocheron, so I decided just to go back home and try to get that all squared away. Get rid of the alcohol fund. <sighs> get a healthier liver, I guess. Maybe <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I don't know. No, I uh, just definitely let myself waste away a little bit in that year. Put no, uh, put no life into this body. So I just went back to work, trying to get back into shape. Anyway, you look and good. That, uh, He's ripped. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to <laughs> know. <laughs> so, what have you been doing for the last year? Uh, a lot of working, a lot of working. That's about it. What kind of work? Uh, construction work. See, earlier I didn't want to have too many conversations with you. If I seem yep. standoffish, mm-hmm. now you know why. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's so hard when <laughs> people come over for the show. It, uh, Nick had really taught me the idea and thought processes. The first time you get an answer, you get that real uncanned answer. You get that real like, yeah. Yep. The second time that I've heard the story, even if you're telling Nick for the first time, yep. you're going to abbreviate. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so you were doing construction. You're back to construction. Yep, back to construction. And now you're going to a, a gig that's going to be three on, three off? Uh, three on, one off. Three, o- three on, one off. Yeah. Three weeks on, one week off. Yeah, you betcha. And what are you planning on doing with those weeks off? Uh, hopefully when I fly in uh, for my week off, just jump on another plane and fly right back out somewhere else. I'm going to try to keep it to uh, for boogies, something like that, if I can. Travel to different drop zones. Any boogies in particular this year? Well, pretty much I just have to see which ones line up with my time off and just kind of go from there. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, I'll be coming hopefully for the reunion. I mean, not hopefully. I will be coming for the reunion. Did you see we changed the date? I did. Sweet. Yeah, I did. Man. Oh, it's a week later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I realized at some point I uh, booked a vacation, a family vacation at the same time frame. And I'm going to miss half one or the other, and I didn't want to miss a film festival. Right. So I would have got to see you guys some, but miss a film festival. So now I'm going to see you guys and do the film festival both, so it there works out right. just fine. Um, do you know who's all coming to that? Do you Have you heard anything? Dobbins got to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jake's supposed to be coming too. No shit. Yeah. Jake Hitchman? Yeah. Yeah, Ozzy Jake, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, do you know the... Did y- y'all didn't know any Cy Chantel... Royce, y'all know them never knew them. No, no, I don't think so. Were they on the package the same year? As no, pretty no, year before. Different, okay. Yeah, yeah. But every now and then, you know, these package guys seem to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. You get those roll throughs. Yeah, for sure. Like everybody knows who Luke Rogers is at this point. He keeps rolling yeah. through. Vu. 
The <laughs> <laughs> you think he's coming for the package reunion? <laughs> it would be good to see him, man. Absolutely. That man. <laughs> I just hope he doesn't make tons of skydives while he's here. <laughs> he's a nice guy on the ground. Yeah, fair enough. Uh. Oh, man. Oh, I was in the plane. I was doing my... Uh, Wingsuit recurrency. I, may, I got maybe 20 wingsuit jumps. Yep. Ah, maybe even a dozen. I'm going to go get a wingsuit again. I'm doing a recurrency jump with a buddy. Jeremy Carnop's getting me there. Sweet. And uh, I'm in the plane, and the group behind me is Vu and another dude. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm Yeah, nervous. And at some point, the other dude uh, says something to me like, oh, man, I'm just kind of nervous about this jump in the eyeball and then nodding his head over to this dude. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. I'm only scared of one of you now. Because, <laughs> I mean, just the way they were talking, I'm like, oh, no, there's two of them. I remember um, the first couple of weeks we were on the package, uh, we had mostly been doing two ways, just free flying and sorting everything out. Uh, and Vu kept uh, kept wanting to free fly with us, and um, at the time I think there was another another guy that wanted to jump too, and so they were like, let's do a four way, and we were like, yeah, let's let's break that up into two two ways. So I went and jumped with Max and had a great jump, and Chewie went and jumped with Vu, <laughs> uh, and and he lands and comes up to me and goes, buddy, that was the scariest <laughs> skydive I have ever made in my life. In what way? Uh. It's just He's, a wrecking uh, ball out there. It's just it's just one of those things where like common sense should have come through you by now. You should be figuring things out. I don't know, just flying right on top of you and uh, closing distances very fast. Backsliding up jump rope. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, uh, unintentionally kind of brings us to a point, and Vu, sorry that you were a talking point that got us here, but I want to talk about that, what I would call the unaware skydiver. Mm-hmm. Unaware sometimes just means you're completely unaware of anything around you, or unaware of your skill set, unaware of your abilities, unaware yeah. of how other people see, whatever. The unaware skydiver, the first thing you mentioned is he's above you. Mm-hmm. How often, and you see it, how often do you see two jumpers flying, free flying, and one's above the other because they're trying to close that final dock, so they're trying to vertically stack it back together. Mm-hmm. Man, is that a good idea? Probably level not the healthiest. Dock. Yeah, what would you tell them to do? Uh, get on level first from a safe distance away, and then approach in uh, to a safe distance, three, four feet, and then close that distance to... Mm-hmm. To get a dock or whatever, you know. The like. '70s favorite drug, LSD. Yeah. Level slot mm-hmm. dock. If you if you find yourself belly, it doesn't matter. Free fly, it doesn't matter. If you find yourself above or below something, back up. Mm-hmm. Back that ass up. Drop it in. Drop that and ass. Pop it like it's hot. And pop right <laughs> in there, baby. You got it. <clears throat> so it doesn't matter. Um, how, uh, man? We try to approach different friends and different people. How would you approach somebody? How would you recommend we approach somebody like this guy? To, to say, hey, bro, you need to chill out. You need to figure out where you're at. Oh, it's, I don't know. It's a tough one, you know? Everybody's going to be different. I don't know. So usually when, uh, like, say, Vu, for instance, it was more along the lines of... Just <laughs> start, no, I'm, I'm actually watching the video, the video <laughs> that I made of, of Glenn as a, the MVP. The jump and, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and there's a line that I totally don't remember putting in that it says... Uh, as Glenn's mustache suggests, he lives <laughs> out of his van in the drop zone parking lot. <laughs> it's just really funny to me that I threw that line into uh, an official Space Land video. Fully <laughs> Glenno approved. Yeah, definitely approved by Glenno. Uh, Man, you have not changed much the way you look since you've come here either. You look pretty much the same. Yeah, I go through little. Uh, sometimes I'll be clean shaven, sometimes. But it's not a ton hair, of a change. Yeah. Like I look at all your pictures, and it's very similar you overall. Good. 
So we, we try to approach these people, Vuer or anybody like them. We try to say, hey, bro, what are you doing? Um, how, how did you guys deal with him? Because you guys dealt with him more than we did as a, as a staff. Mm. Well, I think in the end, we just stopped jumping with him. Yeah. I think that was pretty much the clear cut and, cut and dry with that because yeah. he moved right from free flying into wingsuiting and then he just stopped free flying. Worked out for you. Kind of yeah. worked out in the end, yep. Yeah. I know as the drop zone goes, at times we see people who, who have poor landing skills and, and and it's I think he had good landing skills. He crashed right into his own <laughs> tent. <laughs> it was That's oh, right. <laughs> really? He came up to uh, no. one of us after that too and he said, I think I just did my first swoop. That's when he landed over <laughs> out back in the hangar. Yeah, man. Yeah, behind Ooh. hangar two in his tent. <laughs> Yeah. Well, tell me the story. This is I think that's pretty much the story. That was he it. was yep. having a sketchy landing, came in, crash landed into... Was he landing north and south? North or south? Well, yeah, he was coming... What is it? I, I don't know. I guess... Now. I don't know if he was going coming... Going into co- Hangar yeah. 2, though. I don't know if he was going western. I mean, like, he landed just short of the building. He should have yep. hit the side of the building had he went longer? Oh, yeah. Or was he parallel with the building? That, uh, that I'm not sure. I didn't actually see it. Oh, my God. Hey, dude, I need to get back to my tent as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to land right here. Like, uh, so what I'm picturing or wondering is I've, I've been in RV parks. I've been at drop zones where you swoop where you live. Mm-hmm. And then you like, hey, man, I land by my tent or by my RV or by whatever for that load. Right. No, he just straight up crashed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he was planning on landing there. <laughs> so then how does he say that I had yeah. my first swoop? I don't know, man. He just I'm, buries I, the toggles I mean, every single time. I mean, if I'm time. just imagining the the situation, I bet that he was in the. I I imagine him flying west directly in the shadow of Hangar Two. Yeah. So he's got a really good forward speed because he's right in the burble of the building. <laughs> and then it, we've got, uh, you know, target fixation on his tent. That's surely the thing he recognizes <laughs> most over there. That's <laughs> where I'd go. <laughs> But again, I didn't see it. I'm just this is this is my fantasy. I hope this is how it happens. <laughs> exactly oh my yeah. god! There's so many things on DZ that you don't get to hear about, <laughs> man. So many good things. Um, uh, unfortunately, we have to talk to people like that as a DZ and say, hey, man, you can't land here. And really, it, one of the nice blessings about Spaceland is we have an alternate landing area. And there's been times where we've actually had to say, yo, Shuby, not really Shuby, but hey, Shuby, you need to land over there until you can get things figured out, until you things put together. Um, usually it's done by somebody like Steven, a manager or an owner who uh, usually tries to handle it very politely, very respectfully. Like, hey, man, you're endangering other people. These are the exact actions we saw that endangered other people. We don't want you to kill yourself, but that's your business. So uh, now that you're endangering others, you need to land over there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see anybody land and immediately yell at Vu? Hmm. I don't think so. Have you ever seen anybody land and immediately yell at anybody and it was effective? No. <laughs> no? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Now, Lou, nice enough guy, I don't think a lot was effective. Yeah. So if I just landed like a jackass, mm-hmm. what would you say to me right away? Would you yell at me right away? Would you say something to me? Mm. I don't think I would yell, but um, definitely want to have a, have a little chat. Probably not right after you landed, but come up after after we put our gear down and and have a few minutes to uh absorb it all in you know and just try to lay out the facts and and say this is what you did this is how i felt about it and and uh maybe this is what we can do to to not that let let that happen again you know well to someone like yourself that would be probably mostly aware that they had a (laughs) crappy landing anyways 
would probably be a lot easier to talk to than someone that wasn't aware. Sure. That they have bad landings or bad airspace or taking up the whole, you know, landing pattern, you know, taking up about sashaying all over the place, that sort of thing. They're just not really aware that what they're doing is incorrect or should be changed to begin with. So I would take your answer <coughs> and apply it a little bit differently. And what I would say is the guy he's talking, Shuby's talking about, mm-hmm. I would use that approach for sure. Mm-hmm. If I saw Nick do something stupid under camp on the way back in, at this point I have a relationship with him and I know his skill set. And I'm like, hey, bro, uh, what was that S-turn about? And I'm going to ask, number one, because maybe, just maybe, he has a really good bullshit answer. Mm-hmm. But number two... God, skydivers are so good at making <laughs> up excuses. I know, right? It's like on the spot, too. We just pull <laughs> them right out of our <laughs> asshole. But number two, have you ever made a mistake and knew you did right away and felt like shit about it right away? Yeah, of course. And always. if I asked you, you made that S-turn on purpose as, or on a, as a mistake, something's just stupid, but you cut me off by on, on mistake, and you realized it. If I asked you, hey, man, what, what's up with the S-turns? You would feel bad. You'd immediately apologize. We'd all be done, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely approach somebody like Nick or you guys right away. The other people, let them chill out. Let them calm down. I actually, I don't know if we told this on the show before or not, but there was a dude at Spaceland who just had a jacked up pattern. I forget what it was, but it was wrong. I think it was straight downwind. I forget, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it was it was bad. And everybody wanted to say something to him. Everyone wanted to, 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 some politely and some rudely hop on him. I'm like, yo, guys, I just met this fellow in the living area. He's a visitor. He's a really nice dude. Let me hit him up. It was a hop and pop load, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Remember that guy. And he yeah. landed directly opposite of everybody else. yeah. So I, I let him walk in, dude. I let him set on his gear. And while he was packing, canopy over his shoulder, obviously he was getting into the pack job and things were good. I walked up like, yo, bro, your name was, I forget now, John, right? Yeah, yeah, man, dude. So where are you from here? Dude, it was nice meeting you. Sorry about earlier in the loading area, just flying by. No, it's all good, buddy. Hey, man, how was your jump? Oh, dude, it was the most embarrassing jump ever. Why, dude? My parents are watching me jump for the first time ever. And I just landed downwind through everybody so a that's real fucked up and then b i ate shit they don't know how bad the first part is i do they uh don't think the second part was that bad i do think it was that bad yeah. i'm like oh dude well man what happened well i did this and i did that so what'd you learn from well, i learned this and i learned that like well dude i'm glad you're okay bro sounds like you you got it covered oh cool thanks man no big deal right on and we we went another way and uh it's not like a train coming through here. <laughs> <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what it was. <laughs> like, what the heck was that? Um, uh, uh, do uh, we went on our way, and later on, he's like, "Hey, bro, I just want to thank you for the way you approached me about that. Approached you about what? Oh, me landing downwind. Ah, oh, dude, no problem. Why? What's up? Or no problem? No, no, for real, man. You don't understand. What don't I understand? Nobody was talking to me about it. I ate shit. I knew when I was gonna walk, and I was gonna get yelled at. I knew I was gonna ask you in in front of my parents." And I didn't want a they asked you and be in front of my parents. I, I'll accept fault, but like that was gonna suck. And nobody said a word. I'm like honestly, dude, I actually stopped people from saying a word because I wanted to give you a moment. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, thank you so much. A, I gave him a mm-hmm. moment. He thought about it. He received it. He was good. I didn't tell him a thing. He knew everything to say. Now, like Nick said, some people have good bullshit answers, but you can tell when a guy's genuine and sincere and, and knows different. He made a jump two loads later and just looked, I mean, spot on great accuracy. I mean, he told me he was landing. He's like, yo, bro, next load, by the way, I'm going to do this land. I'm going to do this pattern. I'm going to land in this general area. I'm aiming for that cone. Not going to promise I'm going to hit it. He almost did. He almost hit his target. So Uh, he definitely was a sincere guy, man. Uh, Approach these people respectfully. The majority of people. You've seen a lot now in that year, Mm Scott. 
majority of people fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you seen many people who fuck up and don't realize it? Not a lot. Yeah. No. And most of the people you've seen fuck up, do most of them own it? In some way or another, yep. When they're not yelled at? Yep. When do they not mm-hmm. own it? Yeah, when they get defensive about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. R- I, it's, it's, I know I've had this conversation before on the show, but right now I've landed and I fucked up. And I'm being an asshole to myself. Like, what the fuck, DJ? What did you do? Oh, my God. And I'm raging against me. I'm mad. I'm angry at me for what I did. It doesn't matter. Skydiving life, whatever. You get upset at yourself. And then somebody else yells at you. What the fuck's wrong with you, asshole? Oh, man. You just made you the asshole mm-hmm. and not me. Now you just took the heat off of me and I can put it on you. Now you've deflected my anger. Now my anger is no longer focused on where I fucked up, but my anger is focused on how you're fucking me over. Well, why are you yelling at me, bro? Who are you? And it quickly happens and changes. Most people get defensive, is what you said. Mm-hmm. And that's when most people will not own their mistakes. We'll give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick says they'll make a lot of good bullshit excuses, and damn, they're good at it. Mm-hmm. But most of them, they'll be real. They'll be legit. I, I do think that it uh, can be important sometimes to talk about it sooner rather than later. For someone like, let's just say, someone who's on the jump package who did a thing, and you know for sure that they made a mistake that they're not aware of, it's easy to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to let him go inside and talk about it later. Yeah, and yeah. then to forget about it altogether. All, all and then let's say you remember at the end of the day when you see that person again, it's like, oh, I'm going to go and tell him about this thing he did six jumps ago. Mm. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, you're not going to remember, oh, I did what? You saw me do what? Yeah, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, no, I couldn't mm-hmm. do so that. If that they, can't, if they yeah, can't put it into context at all, sometimes it's... Uh, Sometimes that 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 criticism is just not going to be effective in that situation. They don't remember. So it. Not that I'm saying to run up and yell at that person in the uh, in the landing area, but that catch them on their walk in. Yeah, catch them on the way, and that's a good time. And I think it's valid, not just for an all-you-can-jump package guy, but any drop zone you're at. There's some dude on Saturday, Mr. Jumps a lot, the dude who just can't stop skydiving. Which fucking hey, good for him. Mm-hmm. That he's going to be the same way. You're not going to catch him. Usually, an unlimited jump package guy for us. Or, or so jumps a lot. Uh, there's actually a guy who that was his nickname in, in Dallas. Or jumps a lot. Uh, they're well known enough the com- around the community that we can easily walk up to them. You know, it's one of the reasons I could walk up and give you shit right away on the landing is because we have a relationship. You know, like, hey, yo, bro, what the fuck was that? Exactly. And we're we're laughing together. It's uh, when I become extremely quiet and and look like I'm don't have much to say to you is when I'm the most angry. Yeah. When I'm talking shit, I'm probably not really that mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not afraid to speak. So I'm just looking at uh, the archives here. You guys were on episode uh, 30, November 9th, oh 2017. Shit. So if anyone wants to hear uh, some of the groundwork we oh laid for these guys when they were <laughs> oh when they boy. were deep in the throws of the <laughs> jump package, that's when you'll find episode 30. So that's uh, a little over a year ago. What's uh, what's the most trouble you've gotten into since you've left Spaceland, Shuey? And I only ask because I did see you drunk at racing airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that's not the only fun you've gotten into since since I've seen you last. No, no, definitely not. Um, not really got into a lot of trouble. I've been a good boy lately. Yeah, what's I've been a, I've been a good boy. What does that mean to you, being a good boy? Uh, you eating right, you exercising, you drink. not not drinking, getting off the alcohol. What about that's smoking? That's you been, been smoking? Uh, smoking while I come here. It's just this Rocheran bubble that uh, all my willpower doesn't come with me when I enter it. Why do you think that is? <laughs> Mostly the drinks. But is, is there just something about the atmosphere that you find here 
when you're when you're at Scott Ice. No, basement. I just like I just like stealing mom's smokes. Oh, that's there what you it go. Is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's about it. But what's life like in Canada when you're not uh, when you're not building things? Uh, it's not bad. Uh, I get to be on a very temperate part of the uh, country, so it's warmer than a lot of the other dreary, cold, frigid tundras. Hold on, what, do you got to tell me what part of Canada again? Vancouver. Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So we're f- we're talking West Coast, right? Yep. West Coast. What uh, what American city would you compare this to for those of us who haven't been to Canada? Vancouver, Washington. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So it's like, is it, is it yeah. same sort of like hippie vibe? It's liberal. Yuppie. Yeah. Pretty yuppie. Okay. Yuppie liberals. A lot, 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 of, lot of rich folks. What's your preferred gender pronoun? Can I like to be man? Can, <laughs> man. can I be a man today? Is that a thing man where you thing? live? Like s- gender, gender neutrality? Yeah, is that a, is that a big deal? It is. It is. Big time. Is that something that you like does that affect your daily life? Uh not really. Way? No, because at the end of the day uh my 9 to 5 job is a whole bunch of greasy men anyways. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter in my line of work. But Canada's a very left left-leaning yes. country, would big you time. say? Big time. And what do you think uh, attributes to that? Um Not me. I don't contribute. Are you to it. are you a conservative <laughs> fella? Would you say? I'd like to be more conservative. Yes. And on on, <laughs> on what what key issues? What key issues would you say you're a conservative gentleman? Anal. <laughs> so no anal. Yeah. Are you are you opposed? <laughs> no, yeah, just not anymore. So it was good. Yes, I know. Right. <laughs> Told you. A lot more liberal two years ago. So wait, giving or receiving? I wasn't clear on that either. I've, I've stopped receiving. That's nice. We're making strides <laughs> forward. <laughs> Ever since you left Glenn. Uh, exa- well, that's, that was it. There was many meanings behind gruesome twosome. Ever since then, no, nobody's <laughs> been the same. You've been no. bitter, bitter ever, s- ever <laughs> since. Yeah. Very bitter. Vancouver, BC. How? What's the temperature like there year-round? Um, like I was saying, it's probably a lot more temperate than the rest of it. But, uh, I mean, just because we're on the coast, it keeps it rainy on our side a lot more. But uh, we get to freezing. It's what was it zero to like minus five How for a couple months. How far are you from Seattle? Three hours. Okay. Two hours, three hours. Uh, so I'm doing math plus, up the coast plus, distance. Plus a border, which could be who knows. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm looking at distance. Yeah. Is, so there real is there a feel to this province? Like like Texas has a feel, right? It's like. Cowboys, guns, y'all, y'all, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I'm actually it's on a gun website right see? now. <laughs> see? Very distinct culturally. A feel. Yeah, it's, uh, like like. Uh, uh, are you uh, gonna super outdoorsy folks? That's uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, lots of outdoorsy folks. Like, I live practically on a mountain, and it's two two minutes away from downtown. So there's snow hills, hiking trails, all sorts of crap. Tons I'm gonna have to find some some aerial tours of Vancouver. Here. So what I'm what I'm trying to picture and put together is I can see Portland, I can see Seattle. Mm-hmm. Distance from Portland to Seattle, distance to Vancouver is maybe a little bit shorter from Seattle to Vancouver. Se- so Seattle to Vancouver, yeah, it's shorter than Seattle to Portland. Okay, yeah. that gives me a quick layout. And so now the temperature, everything makes a little bit more sense. Okay. You talk about the crowd and the people there. You compared it to Seattle, so basically, it's just another Pacific Northwest exactly yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Um, why do most Canadians hate people from BC? We live in the best part of the country. That's oh wait a minute, that's Quebec. Why. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, that's Quebec. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I got that completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, we have we have less French. Yes. Yeah, you skip <laughs> straight over that and get to you guys. Get to that left coast. 
Now I gotta come visit. You say you've been snowboarding a lot lately? Uh, got up a few times for sure. Yep. And that's because you can't skydive in the winter there. Or you don't. Or? I could. I mean, the drop zone, the local drop zone that I really go to all the time, is kind of just starting to ramp up. They just had their safety day too on the on Saturday, and uh, we're getting the planes moving. I guess now their big planes are just <coughs> sitting in over sitting in the shop, but uh, they got a lot of Cessnas too, so we'll start ramping up here pretty quick. But on the island, uh, those drop zones go year-round. The island? Yeah, there's an island. It's my island. It's my <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, it's mine. Dude, there's a, uh, in Greensburg, Indiana, I, I worked there for a while, there was this little pond or lake, it's more of a pond, on the golf course, and there was an island a couple, two to three hundred feet long, and wide enough to maybe put two to three canopies down, and it's between trees. Yeah. And we used to land off and swoop on this island all the time. We got in trouble for it nonstop. And at Sweet. some yeah, at That's some point awesome. at a at a staff meeting or a safety day meeting or something, the DZO just went off, uh, oh unloading everybody. And one dude stands up and goes like, "Uh, Bob, no, those people are here." <laughs> <laughs> the uh, videographer, Shit. the chief videographer, recorded the whole meeting, played it back with a little cut of Braveheart. It's my island, <laughs> <laughs> and then cuts to swooping the shit out of that thing. Same island I swooped into a gazebo on. So. There you go, Boo. I got you. I got you beat. (laughs) 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 I uh, was that on purpose? No, not at all. No, definitely not. My uh, remaster the canopy is two to three wide. Yep. At the very end, there's a gazebo in the middle, and if you swoop towards the gazebo, if you swoop away from the gazebo, you're kind of planing out between. Your body goes between it, so you got a little more distance. You can uh, slide to the end. If you're going towards it, you slide between the gazebo and the trees. And uh, my right outer A-line uh, and B, my out- outer lines, period, all just caught the edge of the gazebo, just mm. barely stopped the right side of my canopy. I swung a hard right 90. <laughs> there is, this is a pavilion where people are eating fucking a picnic, man. Oh, There's mom and dad, them. grandma <laughs> eating sandwiches, <laughs> man. Just like, <laughs> all of a sudden, this one dude, a parachute lands. You're like, oh. Look at this. This guy's so cool. Next thing you know, this dude comes Wrapped. crashing into their dinner. <laughs> there was a post right between me and where they were. So when I come to a stop, I, I hugged the pole. Like I didn't really impact it hard, um, but there was enough force. I just grabbed the hold of Like, I'm stopping right here, guys. What's up? <laughs> I wanted a sandwich, but now I'm just being rude. <laughs> so it's my island. Um, I forget where we Oh, the island. What is the island? <laughs> Uh, Vancouver Island, just a massive island just off the coast. How big? <coughs> Pretty big island. I can ask the internet. Yeah, ask, the internet. ask the internet, it'll tell Sweet. you better. So the drops when you jump at, what kind of, how big is this DZ? What kind of plane? Uh, they run a Kodiak and a Porter, which is an awesome plane. Do Pilatus Porter? Yeah, Pilatus Porter. Nine is what you guys run? Uh, you can, r- you can chug 10 in there. 10, okay. Yep. Um, have you ever jumped a Porter? No. Nick Porter? No, I have not. Um, Wicked plane, dude. Wicked plane, love it. They uh, have it. They having. They're getting another one too. It's they're piecing it together, and it's gonna have two sliding doors. Oh man, that's gonna be so. Cool. I thought most of them did. They uh, just didn't let the one always didn't operate. Right. Okay. I think that's how it works. Like the, the one, the one, uh, the one porter that they're running now doesn't have a second door at all. So but first uh, of all, people who don't know, a porter is a tail dragger. So tail wheel planes. Uh, it's a high wing. Nine people. The door. It's like a. Uh, a medium Cessna from a from a Cessna one A two to a caravan. It's right between those two sizes. Um, the door is huge, massive. Except for everything's like shooby height. It's all short. Yeah, I, f- I fit well in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're sitting, you're kneeling. That's about it. But once you get out, every porter I've seen has a porch outside. 
Yep. Yeah. Huge. And you know what I mean by porch? You know how the caravan, like out, outward step. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except it's not just a step; it's it's huge. Yeah. It's a porch, so you can basically float the whole nine way out there. Yeah, you can, put, you can put everybody out there on the wing for yeah. sure. Uh, p- my first porter jump was also the first time I hung from a strut. Nice. I learned to jump in San Diego. Our plane was down. We rented uh, Arizona's porter for a, a couple weeks. Yeah. Hey, yo, man, it was a pilot. Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing a flyaway after this. I'm I'm flying back home. This is the last load. You're the last guy out. So, uh. When we get out, man, why don't you just like slide yourself down on the wing? I'll fly around with you and see how long I keep you there till Sweet. you drop off. And he's just gonna fly right around the general area of the DZ. It, dude, I'm like, sure. I don't think I'm gonna last long. <laughs> and I got out there and he dumped me off, dude. He got me all the way out to the leading edge of the wing. And just as soon as I got to the leading edge of the wing, he just winged over. There was no, no chance. Out. Yeah, he had no this chance. intricate plan. Like you're going on the leading edge of the wing, and I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, Two seconds gone. Last. Yep. Two seconds. I got both hands on, and he <laughs> dumped my ass <laughs> off, man. If I were him, I would have been laughing, and I was giggling in free fall. So much fun. So uh, just to answer your question, 290 miles by 62 miles, Vancouver Ooh, Island. That's pretty big. Yeah, big it's, uh, yeah. It, it says 12,000 square miles, but that sounds real big. But yeah, that's right, two, 290 by 62. Dang, man. Yeah, big yeah. island. Yep. That's from shit. I'm doing some quick math in my head. That's pretty far away. <coughs> how far is seeing it? How far is Dallas from here? Oh, it's pretty close to 300 miles. So it's as wide as Houston, all the way to Dallas. Holy shit! It's a pretty big island if you think of it that way. It's a large island. Yeah. Um, you guys got a porter, Kodiak. I've heard the name. Tons. Kodiak. Yeah. What's Kodiak? It's a smaller caravan. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't really know how to describe it. Big door still. How many jumpers? Uh, thir- 13, 14. 13 big caravan size door? Big caravan, yep. Uh, single engine? Uh, yes. Turbine? Yes. Okay. I, I got some images behind you. There Sweet. We there we go. If you want to have a look here. Give me one of those. Okay. No, that's not what I was picturing at all. <laughs> a, a smaller caravan. So, so much for all those yeps. No, no, no. I was just getting some stats on it, but... uh. No, uh, definitely. I can see why smaller caravan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they usually fly the porter when they're slower. So the what they'll do, like their operation, just runs uh, the Kodiak full tilt as much as they can, right? Obviously, but uh, they'll roll up the porter for high volume days and full fun jumper loads and all that kind of stuff. But they'll always have one turbine going. So when one's in for maintenance, they'll have the other one going. That sort of thing, trade off easy. Plus they have, I think, four. Four or five Cessnas as well. 182, 206, what? They have two 206s, one 182, 170, and a and another tail dragger. can't remember it. But the tail draggers are super fun because you can send up a couple pop loads super quick and like two, three people in them. Do you know what it is? I think it's, a, it's 170. I think it's 170. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Man, it's uh, it's been a while since I've done a small planes. Mm-hmm. How... Uh, does this drops one operate in the winter? Is shut down completely? Um, they like they like to um, get out and about for the winter, so they kind of close up shop for a month or two, something like that. But uh, they'll come back in February, start getting the place, you know, dewinterized, start moving some stuff but, around. But you told me you hadn't jumped since you left here last year. Is that yep, right? That's right. So who who are you hanging out with? Because you're not you're not talking about skydiving every day with non skydivers, <laughs> right? No, so totally who, not. So so who are you hanging out with on a normal day? My wifos. 
Yeah, of course. Do you tell them about skydiving every day? They don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> think so. <but laughs> they don't want to hear about it anymore. So these these are just people that you work with? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, they, well, friends from high school too, that sort of thing. They haven't dragged you into any any new sports, any new uh, after hours activities. No. I can't imagine that you're just going and working this construction job and then sitting at home and staring at the wall all night. It's a pretty good wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad wall. You got you got family up there? Uh, I do, yes. Yeah, you get a visit with your family at all? Uh, every Sunday, we go see the parents. Oh, really? Yep. Parents are still married? Uh, Mom remarried, but yep. How's the stepdad? Good. Yeah, nice guy? Yeah, super nice guy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You lucked out. I did. <laughs> had some bad stepdads. I did. You sound bitter about this stuff. Oh, dude, I had the worst stepdad <laughs> when I was a kid. I hated him so much. Corey Morris, I can see his face <laughs> right now. It's on your dartboard at home, is it? Uh, yeah, but I think he, I don't know if he died or just has Parkinson's. Either way, <laughs> he earned it. Damn. Yeah, really good guy. Yeah, Man. great guy. I, I don't even want to ask why he deserves it. Sounds pretty deep right there. <laughs> feel like we should move you guys off the couch, have Nick lay down, yeah. and start talking now. So, wh- what are you doing <laughs> to fill the, the time that skydiving used to take up in your life? What are, What are you doing? Um, not a whole lot. God, Glenn's got not a girlfriend. A He's know, moved. Right? Let's, uh, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Talk yes. to Glenn. Tell, He's tell done me, stuff. tell me about your life since the jump package. Who? Um, well, <laughs> most <laughs> most notable changes, other than being a poor working skydiver instead of a poor fun jumping skydiver. Yeah, so uh, I met uh, my girlfriend Rachel. Um, getting close to a year now. How'd you guys meet? Um, we met on an online she dating app, but uh, but we have mutual friends from back home. She's from San Francisco area too. Did Chris Schubert cry when you told him about your girlfriend? I think uh, internally, yeah, just a <laughs> little. But he didn't. He didn't shed any visible tears that you are aware of. Uh, not that I'm aware of now. And uh, what does Rachel do? Uh, she is a zookeeper. She works with uh, primates and uh, chimpanzees. You're dating the monkey lady. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <coughs> super cool. So, have you uh, gone to visit her at work? A couple is times. It, yeah. yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, you walk into uh, the chimp house and uh, and there's he sends you has I think it's 14 chimpanzees. And they they get very uh, very aggressive. That's their house, and they'll they want to defend it. So they get loud. They beat their chest. They <laughs> stomp the ground. They they scream, and and it's a uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty intimidating walking in there. So have you the interacted beginning. with them without glass between you? Um, no, there's always <laughs> okay, there's good. Al- that would <laughs> scare the shit out of me. Even dude. for the z- I'm small. You know they're coming yeah. after me first. Man, even with the even for the zookeepers, they're they're no contact. So oh, there's really? always a barrier. What Do what about the smaller primates? Um, smaller ones, yeah, they have more uh, more leeway for sure. I wonder who had to decide about that line of like, okay, we can hang out with these monkeys, <laughs> but these monkeys are gonna beat the shit out of us. Well, all Monkey of the uh, all of the Houston Zoo champ chimps are uh, are rescues, so mostly from either Texas backyards or uh, or the entertainment business. So they all have some kind of. Uh, anxiety, psychological dis- disorder. Texas um, backyards. Yeah, there's how fucked uh, up of a state is this? Do yeah. look into people that want to, people that think they can raise a, a wild animal. Tigers, dude. Yeah, yeah, I've heard on the Rogan podcast a handful yeah. of times they say that there are more tigers in yep. captivity in Texas than in the all of the wild world. Just look at that headline, though. Unreal. 
a few weeks ago that where those uh, those guys went into that abandoned house to smoke weed and yeah they just found a tiger in that house. Did you hear about <laughs> yeah. that? No, here in Houston. <laughs> no, I'm gonna pull up that yeah. news story. That's right straight up now. like hungover, fucking <laughs> awesome. Mike Tyson story yeah, right there. For sure. Uh. Imagine you're that dude. Like uh, our, our buddy Tony, just he's a realtor, walked into a house to show it, and some dudes are smoking weed in there. That's one thing. Walked in and found a tiger. <laughs> <Yeah>. Two <laughs> people, two people enter a abandoned Houston home to smoke weed. Find a huge tiger instead. <laughs> I will share this link for yeah. everyone who's interested. Super Are phenomenal. Right so I want the chimps. If your girl walks in, if if any of the zookeepers walk in that they know, do they still get as irate? Do they still like? Um, yeah, they definitely have. Uh, like Rachel has uh, certain chimps that she's uh, gets along with very well. And those chimps really like her, but there's others that are uh, that will spit water at, at her. They'll they'll throw a mulch. Uh, rarely they'll they'll throw poop, but like say uh, say they're so smart. If uh, if one of the uh, the vets walks in, man, it's it's game on for the poop throwing because they know that vet's <laughs> coming in to to stick them with needles or uh, or uh, or mess with them somehow. God, you know? if those monkeys could talk, I would love to hear those stories. Yeah. Fuck you, you're the needle guy. <laughs> Man, you know Will the Packer? Yep. He used to joke around. When the packing room was half its size, people looking in was much worse. It was much easier to see in. Now that there's so much depth, uh, uh, people outside the packing room don't look through the window as much. So you felt like you were nonstop at a zoo. And if you know where Will packs, he faces the window. Mm-hmm. And we, we would joke around because he wanted so bad to just shit in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was working full time as a TI still, every time I'd walk by the window, him or I would just throw something at each other. Like, <laughs> there you go. What other monkeys, what other primates does she work with? Uh, lemurs. Uh, a bunch of different types of lemurs. Lemurs a primate? Uh, they are, yeah. Okay. And um, uh, so she's, it's like chimps and lemurs for her. That's what does it for her. Um which one are you? I know exactly, <laughs> right? That's where I was going to. <laughs> well, you should know. Which one is he? Timon Pumba. Um, s- no, that was a meerkat and a something else. Anyways, uh, um, lemur. What's I know the name lemur. Help me put uh-huh. one together. They're like. Um, what's what's pulling them up right now for Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, those little guys. Uh, they they bounce around. Um, they're pretty smart. They're from like Madagascar, mostly. That's why I've seen them in that movie. Yeah, that Madagascar movie. Um, okay, sorry, we're dealing with some ads. I'm gonna get this up for you. I say she's really cute for a lemur, man. I'm still <laughs> red that bitch right there. Um, uh, can you get other? So you've been behind the scenes. Yeah. Can you get other people on a behind um, the scenes tour? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard just because she uh, she only gets a certain amount of uh, of uh, guest uh, guests to come in. And uh, and right now they're the zoo's under construction. There's uh, they're making new animal mm. introductions, and it's kind of chaotic. So um, uh, I can. It's kind of tough uh, right now. P- yeah, right now picking out uh, when and who who can come in. You know, Here, I've, I've got a picture of a lemur up for you. Yeah. Okay. These little fellas. And there's a. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're so fucking cute, man. Do you so get the p- yeah. Rachel just uh, one of. That uh, I think the Siamang lemurs uh, had a baby, and she oh. got to literally uh, like take it out every day, hand it, and oh. uh, check its temperature, and and it would make little little noises and little super cute, yeah. Um, the, the lemurs does she get to interact with those? Yeah, uh, 
a little, a lot more than chimps for sure. Still, so still a barrier for the most part, but yeah. uh, but um, but yeah, they can. They're not interact. as vicious or ferocious. No, yeah. yeah, and they're they're very friendly to her because they know her. Um, with the chimps, are they all separated as well? Or are they um, to interact? S- some are right now. They they have kind of two groups within the the larger group where uh where they'll if they put those two groups together they'll just go at it and fight and tear each other apart like the crips and the bloods up in up yeah, in zooland it's, uh, <laughs> so yeah they're not monkeying around with that <laughs> they're going ape shit though <laughs> <laughs> gotcha um, but yeah so they have to really work to keep keep a few of them separate from each other you know are there uh so first of all aren't there really nice friendly monkeys bonobo monkeys is that right yeah, those are the ones that like to have sex. Uh, is they're that the ones like you always see on TV shows that behave and? Pretty sure they're the only other other animal, or that that is that really likes to have. S- they're one of the few animals that that just loves to have sex. You know? I don't know. I've seen my dogs uh, get at it, man. Yeah. And they're both yeah, boys. But I mean, but <laughs> 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 uh, do they have bonobo monkeys? I don't yeah. know. Man. No, not not in Houston. I, I just want to meet one of those monkeys just because yeah. I want to like have him hang out on my side. Like, what's up, dude? Yeah. I just got a monkey hanging on me. The chimp, he'd kill me. So yeah. I'm a little. You say no interaction with the uh, chimps or limb. I mean, can, there, is there ever a cage between them when they uh, spill water? Always, yeah. It's like a steel barrier. Okay. Uh, in the back, and uh, so she can legit get spit on. There's times where mm-hmm. they okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you say spit water at her, they really are. Yeah. Uh huh. And lemurs, man, I I never. Th- those are primates. Lemurs. Mm-hmm. The, these uh, bonobos still look pretty. Uh, gosh, it looks pretty close to what I think of as a chimpanzee. Yeah, so you, I think there's three mm-hmm. species of gr- like greater apes. So you'd have gorillas, chimps, and bonobos, and then but there's a bunch of lesser. lesser I'm thinking apes of a something. monkey, something. Yeah, it's not. Not it's not a greater ape because that is not it. But I'll, man, sure I'll look up cute. some uh, some common helper monkeys. Maybe we'll find the right. Look up thing. the monkey from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you ever uh, have you ever seen the video of you know what a gibbon is? No. They're they're a monkey Robin that really long long arms, and there's a there's a video of of this gibbon messing with this tiger. It's just like slapping it on the head. It's it's pretty funny video. It's just like <laughs> for like ten straight minutes, just this thing just flying out of the trees and just slapping this tiger on the head. <laughs> 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 Sounds like Cody. I found yes. your monkey, DJ. Dick. A capuchin monkey. Oh man, look at that thing! It's so cute. C A P U C H I N. That is not the monkey I was picturing. Mm-hmm. That that is a monkey from Friends, I believe. Oh man, he's got a busted little face. That's but fella. that's not the monkey I was picturing, man. Mm-hmm. I, I the monkey I'm picturing looks a lot like Homer Simpson. That really rounded, <laughs> smooth face. Okay, next Google search: <laughs> Homer Simpson monkey. <laughs> well, you will find a picture of Homer Simpson as a monkey because that does exist. I'm pretty sure. Guaranteed. Um, so you're watch you're at home watching the walls paint the paint dry, paint and you're dry, at home yep. watching monkey videos now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of monkey videos? <laughs> um, I'm gonna get back to your Vancouver drop zone, man, and w- what's going on. So what what's the fun jump scene like in Canada Land? Um, fun jump scene. There a lot of belly flyers, a lot of free flyers, a lot of free flyers. Uh, the scene that's coming a lot up. Of swoopers ne- up there. Huh? A lot of swoopers. There uh certain drop zones uh have a lot more supers than others, but uh there's not very many ponds anywhere, you know. There's one in northern Edmonton. Uh actually sorry, two in northern Edmonton and then it's all on the east coast. But uh <coughs> other than that it's just uh a lot of tunnel trips, 
guys take because we don't have we don't have a tunnel anywhere near. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, a lot of shenanigans. That's about it. Dude, ponds are hard to find nowadays. Mm. The, the, the West Coast, ba- uh, West Coast U.S. There's no ponds. They're gone. They're done. Yeah. They they buried them all back in. Um, well, they got Bay Area skydiving. They do know. Yeah, you get up to the you get up to the Bay Area. I think there's something, um, which was a big deal. And why they actually hosted a lot of the uh, man NorCal Swoop. Uh, yes, thank yeah. you. I was like, not not this FLCPA. It's the California one. Yeah. Um, man, they're they're a dying breed. I it's it's sad. I just uh, it's just a liability for the drop zone, right? And part of it's a liability, but part of it's also just something you got to take care of. Yeah. You know, yeah, more maintenance, yeah, yeah for sure. It, if, if we don't fill that pond, one of two things are going to happen. It's going to be an empty hole in the ground because it's super dry, or it's going to be flooded over because it's a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily true of our pond, but it's true of a lot of places' ponds. Um, a lot of them have to be lined to retain the water. Um, now you have stagnant water, so something needs to circulate the water to keep it fresh, to keep it moving. Um, there, there's a lot more to keeping them going than most people realize, yeah. and they're nasty. Um, you've got to care and trim around them and keep around them. It really does change the scene. So yeah. they're, they're expensive, said and done. Now, liability. Uh, it, it is. And people say, no, ponds are safer. And, and for sure there's a safety aspect or yep. advantage Something to a pond. To it, yep. But if you don't have the pond, you don't usually have the culture grow as big. Mm-hmm. The pond typically builds more swoopers because more swoopers want to start being like the guy named Glenn who did like a complete barrel roll over the top of the pond, so dude. Yeah. You, can you find that picture <laughs> on the interwebs, Nick? Uh, I was actually, you, you started talking about it right as soon as I had Glenn uh, swooping the pond on, on the screen from his uh, MVP <laughs> jump package video. Man. But I have seen this super cool freestyle move you're talking about. <laughs> Wing over blind man. I might. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> sick. Do you know if that does that live on the internet? Uh, yeah, it's I'll, I'll, it I'll try should be it. on my Facebook. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he owned that. He he he, he oh threw yeah. that flag I'm nice and proud. That pond, uh, oh yeah, pond definitely helped me out on that one. <laughs> it, it can't be forgiving. Yeah, so man, a lot of DZs did fill them in for the liability aspect. Um, Elsinore and Paris both backfilled theirs in at some mm-hmm. point for that reason. Um, I'd be curious if another pond pops back up in California one day. Yeah. California had such a big swoop scene back in the day. Um, J.C. Colclasure came from there. Uh, do you know who J.C. Colclasure is anymore? No. I don't mean that rude, man. J.C. is a god. He's a legend. Mm. J.C. was on the first team extreme, the first Icarus team, with another guy named Luigi Lewis Caney, the guy who flew the really mm-hmm. tiny canopy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Clint Clausen and, uh, oh, my God, uh, Jim Slayton. Jim Slayton, a uh, pretty decent name. He's one of the... Godfathers of Swoop people would say definitely pro Swoop tour is one of his babies and, and things out there. Uh, JC has since been and and has is still on uh, Flight One PD Factory team. Uh, he still works with them. Uh, G- uh, Luigi came from there. Clint came from there. <laughs> Sorry, I had to have Brockton's audio Brockton's in there too. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have it on the screen, dude. Oh, am I missing it? Sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm j- enjoying it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> do it again. Do it again. You just gotta go over and over. <laughs> Dude, it was such a beautiful reflection. Yeah, that pond was class. Oh no. That's one thing people they think like, man, I'm learning to swoop. The pond's a perfect place to learn. Yeah. 
But man, it the depth perception on the water a can be tricky, mm-hmm. especially when it's glassy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know more than one person who is a victim of you needed to give a little bit more input and you couldn't tell because of that glass. Yeah. The ripples on the water, man, they're unfortunate because it means it's windy. Yeah. But the man, those ripples are super mm-hmm. helpful when you're when that learning curve. Yeah. Look at my pilot shoots just sitting in the water still. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. Dude, the picture of this is so epic, man. It is. You saw the photo somewhere? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh it's I think one of one of my cover photos or something. It's such a beautiful photo, man. That glassy water, the reflection, uh, everything about that yeah. photo is beautiful. And then just tell people like, yeah, I, I did that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First blind man wing over. <laughs> you see the next picture? I pulled it off. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of swoopers are what's going on up in Vancouver. You're saying not as. Uh, all really depends. I mean, like a lot of the guys that uh, work at the drop zone, like a lot of the shredders that are working there, like they're just nuts swoopers to begin with. But um, like a lot of the uh, fun jumping scene, not a, not a boatload of not a boatload of swoopers in my drop zone. But um, you get to like uh, the one in Kamloops, uh, they're having their fifty first May meet this year. Last year was a, a doozy, but uh, a lot of swoopers there, you know. Like little drop zones. They'll yeah. have like From where? Uh, it's called Kamloops Skydivers. Spell it. K-A-M-L-O-P-S. Okay. I'm there now. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that name before. I always thought like maybe Malaysia. <laughs> 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 I don't know. A little far. <laughs> don't know why. A little far. So that's in Canada land. Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, and, and you say a lot of those full-time skydivers are yep. shredders anyways yep. and they're camping pilots, but that's really Glenn... How much have you figured out under canopy over the last year? Um, you actually I have some limitations. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, uh, it goes in ways, I feel like, how I'm flying my canopy, where sometimes I think <coughs> it probably, especially when we're jumping a lot, I'm feeling pretty, pretty dialed in. Um, uh, other times I'm feeling like, what the hell am I doing? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like I'm, still kind of figuring things out but uh, i'm doing a blind man wingo yeah, around exactly. the pond. <laughs> but uh up until up until that pond crash uh my I, I had been uh my swooping was was pretty damn uh was getting pretty dialed in and you had my attention yeah and and people get disappointed when like you don't watch my landings man if you have my attention you're one of two people number one you're a fuck up mm-hmm. or number two you're really crushing it and yeah. you're doing all right you weren't a fuck up yeah and uh and i definitely think uh it got a little in in my head uh after that you know um so how many jumps yeah how many jumps are you at now uh 2600 and how many of those are tandems uh 700 800 okay so 1800 jumps mm-hmm. okay and how many jumps when did you start swooping when did you start flying a cross brace rather? um 1000 jumps on a cross probably, brace maybe uh, no i switched over maybe <coughs> s- like 700 jumps, got, got okay. my first velo. Okay. You're going to lose your groove every now and then. Yeah. I, I, it's, and that's what I'm trying to picture is where you're at and what you're doing. And even, it may not be like, it may, f- I mean, for me, it feels like, like, oh, that was a, a shitty swoop or, or, uh, or playing out a little high. But for the most part, I feel under canopy. I'm, uh, like, my, my range of s- my skill set is definitely much higher 
I bet you at the same time as you sit here and say, well, man, I don't always feel like I'm there. I, I have my off one. I'm high. I'm low. I'm whatever. Most people are going like, that was sick, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the average person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how many times have you seen or Nick or I've seen somebody do something where we caught on and looked at each other and like, I saw that. Yeah. You little bit, weren't you, man? Yeah. And we get a good laugh because you knew. And everybody else is like, oh, dude, that was so sick. I- I'm guessing your bad isn't that horrible. Just guessing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, compared to when you see this guy dialed in on the pond. Uh, Some people yeah. just get it. Some people are definitely natural good canopy, naturally good canopy pilots. And Shuby, you're definitely one of them. Um, the thing that we're, we're kind of going with is full-time skydivers. One of the things that drew me to full-time skydiving, one of the upsides is, is I get paid to swoop. I get paid to shoot a video is what I really get to do. I get to swoop for free. Yep. And, and that was so much fun to be able to go like, oh, man, i got to go interact with a student or go do this, go do that, and then swoop for free. So typically you guys end up being really good swoopers as full-time skydivers. Mm-hmm. I think for Nick, that's part of how he's gotten his love and his passion. Everybody's looking at the screen, so I had to turn around and see where it was at. Um, uh, Nick has a, a passion for videography, but at the same time, I think his campy skills come from that's all he does is fly his Valkyrie around the sky. Yeah, Got a Valkyrie 84 for self. You know anybody, mm-hmm. let me know. Actually, uh, I posted that today on General Facebook, and I think it's sold. Nice. So I'm, so I'm showing it to somebody tomorrow, go. and awesome. they'll pick it up. So hopefully, fingers crossed. If it's everything I told them it is, I think she's buying it. Yeah. So good luck. Don't hurt yourself, please. Yeah. Yep. Please don't. No. Nah. It's one of those jumpers who says, I'm going to, I hate this jumper sometimes. I'm going to put it in the closet. That's what you're going to tell yeah, me, so right? Yeah. God, I, <laughs> I really hate that sure. jumper. I said um, that a few times. Man, if you knew this person and you met and you knew who I was talking about, you actually would believe it. Every now and then somebody like, yeah, no, man, I just saw a deal. It's hard to find an 84 out there. Uh, they go like hot cakes. Mm-hmm. There's a chance for me to grab an 84. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to put it in the closet. Uh, she asked me some questions about demon offer to buy it. And uh, say, hey, yo, you know, uh, your DZO is a good friend of mine. I, I know both of them. They date. Uh, have him hit me up. I know uh, he'd be a good reference. She's like, oh, no, 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 man. I only got this many jumps on my katana. I've got a, a hundred jumps on a velo. I'm still working through that. I need to get a bunch more on the velo, and, and then I want to do this. But, man, they don't come. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of sitting on it if you sell it to me. I'm like, Pfft. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. For the yes. most part, that's a bullshit line. Mm-hmm. You're going to hop on it early. Mm-hmm. I bet money she hops on it a little bit early. Fifty, hundred jumps early. Most at most, she's she's just. I've done her coach course, AFF course, and she's done her tandem course with uh, Aaron. Mm-hmm. So I know I know this girl pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, um, just a voice of reason. What is this? That's my edit. This, yeah, this is Shuby's video from uh, from his jumps at Spaceland. We're getting a pretty uh, poor connection here, but oh no, that's not a connection. That's uh. my computer playing it poorly right now. The fun oh. is still purely evident. Oh no, okay, I'm catching up. That's coming from the uh, interwebs. Man, that computer is about to die. Th- that computer and me weren't friends today. So, um, full-time skydiving does tend to lead to a, a good ability to swoop. What brought your eye to swooping? I mean, you you've obviously naturally good at it. Uh, a lot of KP in my ear. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Remember KPA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a little boy. Uh, mostly just um, watching it on the drop zone. Watching lots of it on the drop zone. Just super interesting. Just had a bug for it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have... So for me, camping, flying came very naturally. Flying a camping, land, all of it, swooping, a lot of it came very naturally. Freefall became a little bit more unnatural. And it sounds like, to me, same for you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as camping came very naturally to you, canopy didn't come as naturally to you. You've mm-hmm. worked harder to earn it. I guess so, yeah. 
early on, I had a really hard time explaining to people how things worked. How do you flare? Uh, how do you not flare, buddy? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, how do you do this? Uh, how can't you do it? Like, it didn't yeah. make sense to me. Uh, so I couldn't explain it because I didn't know how I did it. I just could. Do you find you have that same problem? In certain things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, and, and part of what I wonder is when I was learning, we didn't have a lot of coaching. So not a lot of people telling us what we were doing, not a lot of information out there. That was just a big thing for me. I, I, I had a lot of people to help me along the way, which was super nice. A lot yeah. of people to talk to. Yeah. And did you start swooping before you came here? Uh, no, actually. I well, Kind of, I guess. Um, I just downsized to my Crossfire 109, and then uh, as soon as I got here, I just started jumping uh, jumping out in the backfields. You know, Vu's, Vu's parking lot out in the back, mm-hmm. away, away from everybody. No, I remember you now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted my own airspace, and it was free and clear way back there, you know? Super nice to just practice. Yeah, actually, I remember uh, when... I found out what campy you were jumping. You were a nice guy, liked you, everything was great. Mm-hmm. Tell me, campy, you were jumping mm-hmm. where you were at. I was like, oh my. Yeah, caught my mm-hmm. attention a little bit. Let's see what you do with it. And yep. then I remember you starting to go way out over there by yourself. I'm like, yep. oh, well, that's got my attention in a kind, p- complimentary yep. way. I'm like, oh, okay, let, let's see what he keeps doing. Yeah, for sure. So you definitely caught my attention right away and very quickly put me to rest, man. It was really cool to see somebody take that wise approach. Awesome. Why do you think Lou's playground was a good place to be? Um, other than the fact that a lot of the <laughs> hidden like divots in the grass back there were sometimes kind of crappy to land on, but uh, there was just nobody else over there. I had all the airspace to myself. Just a great place. <clears throat> so a lot of people will argue that airspace to yourself is safer, and I agree with that. It's safer. You're not endangering anybody else. It's safer for you as well. It's just le- less to think about. You know, I'm focusing on the swoop. I don't have to worry about traffic. You know, think about what's going on around me. Less. Man, that's such an important lesson for people. Yeah. It's not just about safety. You felt like you learned more, progressed better that way? Mm-hmm. Glenn, a lot of your swooping currently is up close around more people just because of your work, but mm-hmm. do you ever still take your turn away from places or away from people? You mean like over at the pond? At the pond would be a perfect yeah, place. Yeah, like I, I had a turn over the pond today. Uh, yeah, uh, when, if I'm not doing a, a video or a, or an STP jump and it's... And nice conditions, and yeah. yeah, I try to go over to the pond as much as possible. Really, I think it's almost, uh, I think it's even, uh, um, I think it goes back to that working skydiver. I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit different for the way we'd say it with us, is for a working skydiver, you almost always land by yourself. If mm-hmm. you, Nick, and I work together regularly shooting video, I would bet money we would land, not in the same order every jump, but in an order every jump. We would see what was going on, we would naturally understand and assume what each other was doing, and we'd more often than not be right. Mm-hmm. So you land by yourself. And then when I would go on a fun jump, I was not as dialed in. Yeah. Do you find that problem happen? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I, def- I definitely feel on my work jumps, uh, I can. I mean, especially when you have the STP cone right there, you have a direct point of accuracies and, and you can just huck a big 90, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I don't know. It just gives me more, f- I think I'm more, more dialed in, more focused on that jump. Because I, I don't know, just... Because that's what you do. You're yeah, working. exactly. You're there. you got a place to be. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Fun jumping. You tend to let go, relax a little bit. Like, I'm just out here surfing. Just yeah. out here having a good time. Um, man, that fun, that, that radio cone that you guys land at, almost every drop zone has something or not. Almost a lot of drop zones have some place for instructors to land to get to a radio. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed fun jumpers use that as an accuracy target? 
Every now and then. Yeah. How does that affect your day's work? How does that affect your ability to help a student sometimes? Uh, it's not not the greatest. I, I know. I mean, me, I just I have about two, three months of, of doing SCP experience. But I know uh, all of our instructors would say the same, same thing in that it's pretty damn annoying. <laughs> that's People always in the damn way. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's the most angry I've ever heard guns out of my damn life. Way. <laughs> Pretty damn annoying. <laughs> Why? I mean, dude, uh, all I'm doing is landing by the cone. Why is it annoying? Just because it's we're we're focused on on you're getting our students down to the yeah, ground. Yeah, you're safely. working people in the damn way. Yeah, <laughs> they're in our way. Uh, if we're if we're flying right behind them, we might get a, be getting some turbulence from their canopy. We might uh, we might just sing have a bunch of other things on our mind our mind maybe maybe that sdp sdp jump and free fall didn't go so well maybe and that student needs to hear your voice on radio as soon as possible exactly yeah mm. i mean really i think uh, everything you said is super valid but almost always that student needs to hear your voice as soon as possible whether for their own safety and well-being because bro you're going the wrong way come <laughs> back yes. or whether it's because okay i, I can hear glenn <laughs> i'm safe now yeah. actually like I don't know how that worked for you students, but the first time I would hear the dude's voice on radio, how did that make you feel? Calming, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My first jump, I only heard it once. My uh, first jump, I actually heard it twice. My first jump, heard his voice, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing the right thing. Every now and then you check him, like, okay, I'm still doing good. He, he, he says, I'm okay. The second jump, he didn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, at some point, I thought I pissed him off because he didn't say one word to me the entire skydive, not mm-hmm. one. And when I landed, he walked up, fucked with my radio, and goes, mm, the battery died. Good job. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I came to yell at you because you didn't listen or check that your radio broke, and uh, good job. So number two, good job. And he walked off. Uh, next jump, he's like, yo, bro, put you on radio, but uh, I'm not going to say anything to you because uh, last time was pretty good. And uh, yo, DJ, can you hear me? Turn left. Yeah, and that was it. He let me be on my own. Just to throw something back in here, uh, Mum did a great job of digging up this photo of you on the pond with the beautiful uh, reflection. Kate, beautiful. thank you so much. Your, we love uh, you. Your blind man wing over that looks super cool. Thank you, Mum. Sweet Mum. We actually renamed Kate on the show to Money Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't what? Think <laughs> when did that happen? This was a while back. I couldn't think of her name one day, and I couldn't think of what her job title. I knew her name, but her job title, like she's the accountant. She's the she's the you know she's the money bitch. <laughs> so at some Your point, <laughs> yeah, at some point I watched walked into the office and told her, I was like, hey, by the way, called you money bits the other night. Sorry about that. So <laughs> love you, mom. Money bitch. <laughs> um, I forget where we're at now because Kate's going to kill me when I see her at work tomorrow. That sounds about right, yep. yeah. Mm, yeah. She's fuming. Don't worry, man. You and Dobbins will take all the heat <laughs> off of me by the time you get back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be settled. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be one of her favorites uh, by the time I leave here, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> when are you, uh, by the way, when are you heading out? Tuesday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. So just in town for a few days? Yeah, I was it. How about Dobbins? How long is he in town for? What, another week, isn't he? Yeah, another week. I okay. think it's the 16th. I haven't got to see him yet at all, man. Dobbins. Well, Mr. just show, show up about Dobbins. 4 p.m. That's when he gets up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be there tomorrow for a little bit, but I don't know how long. I just got to show up, take care of a few things, and then get back at to uh, chaos here, man. Chaos Central right now. So, yeah. oh, dude, life is good. How, um, how much were you partying when you were on the jump package over there in suburbia? As <laughs> much as I possibly could. It's a nightly thing. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Yeah, Have you met Chris Schubert? Yeah, but I, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time over there. 
So I don't know what normal is, but <laughs> I know the I know the Shuby <laughs> likes to party. That is that is for damn sure. I guess you also don't hang out tons in the packing room, and man, it's it's funny because if I were if I were still full time staff, I think I'd still hang out in the same area of the packing room I normally do. Because listening to you guys makes me fucking laugh. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'm laughing at you, like <laughs> yeah, at us or with us, either one. <laughs> And man, listening to Shuby every morning—I don't know how you always pulled off those mornings so well. You always bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. <laughs> you were—you were sharp and ready to go. Coffee, yeah, yeah, tons of coffee. Now, th- mind you, I didn't see you every morning. It's just the mornings I needed you because there yep. were mornings you helped me out. Mm-hmm. Okay, come shoot some videos, man. And for a week, you'd be there, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dobbins, four o'clock if it's early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not feeling like it that day, when sunset, because <laughs> that's when the beer cooler comes yep, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man. Um, sorry, I'm getting lost. Uh, you're now a year from the jump package. Would you do it again? Not, would you do it over? Would you do it again? Hmm. If I had a lot of money. You had a lot of money? Yes. What do you mean a lot of money? Like, if I had enough to buy the jump package and live comfortably, uh... In an RV? Uh yeah, or in my apartment. Uh, okay. With my girlfriend, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have I have uh, uh, a few more priorities now than I did back then. So, uh, so yeah, that like living comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the <laughs> most That's part. That's a big priority. Where did you yeah. live when you were on the package? Uh, the van. I started out in the van, and then pop up trailer. Pop up trailer. Were they just fucking with that so the other day? So beauty. No, no. I I uh I actually gave that thing away after Harvey. Okay. Um. And then we lived in uh, in another little trailer in suburbia, um, and then the apartment. Yeah, and then I moved, and then I had a brief stint in the van again, and then moved into uh, the Buttermilk Station apartment. How uh, did you yeah, find right. out about Buttermilk that's Station? Right. Uh, you remember Sebastian Bravo, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was living there uh, at the time, and they had a room open. But how did you find out about the name Buttermilk Station? Oh, uh, <laughs> when I first moved in, there was a little. Uh, placard like on the countertop, and it had it was just like an old paper of uh, of the history of the buttermilk station, and, and that's the building right there. I just learned about this what two weeks ago, Nick. Yeah, Justin uh, looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, we just learned this, and actually, yeah. they had somebody who was here. I, I think maybe the guest had mentioned that you were the mayor at some point of buttermilk station. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So, <laughs> so <laughs> um, uh, in 1985. Uh, there was a farm in uh, in Rochere and referred to as Little Cambodia, very Ooh. large Cambodian immigrant presence in the eighties. Man, I wa- yeah, it gets more and more uh, culturally diverse right. here. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. if uh, that area is where the first cutaway landed, Nick, that you and I did for uh, Infinity, because when uh, Steph and I went out to hike out to grab that main, we walked through some fields with some uh, Asian family, so they all look alike, right? I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah. Asian, just for clarity. <laughs> just, just for qu- I, Look at my Facebook photo right now. You could tell I was you Asian. You are a white guy pretending to have an Asian... It's your mom that's Japanese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're still pretending. Dude, I, uh, I, I told you my buddy Joe we sent a gaming controller to, and when he got the gaming controller, it had my real name somewhere in the paperwork or somewhere in some process. And uh, him and the other dude, Luke, Joe and Luke, were like, oh, my God, he is Asian. Because my <laughs> real name is Donji. Because I'm a white boy, 100%. I look white. I sound white. I am white. My name and my penis are Asian. Other than that, I'm man. I can't even do the math. It sucks, dude. No, no good size. At least I drive better than that, man. 
<laughs> um, uh, you, you, so you would live in a better place. Would you do it again? I would say, yeah, I would do it again under, you know, like you said, probably better to quality of living yeah. would improve a little bit more this time. But yeah, I'd totally do it again. What if you could get a few of your jump package buddies to reunite, get a nice apartment together in Pearland, you know, nice, nice, uh, nice place mm-hmm. to stay. You can all, all go in on a car together. So you, you, you guys are driving together. We can, we can move. Yeah. We can yeah. Go from point A to point B. Yeah. It'd be all right. Sounds like you guys should just uh, from the drop to, or from the uh, jump package reunion event, you guys should just stay. Because yeah. that'll be in October, right? What's a couple? You work work odds and end jobs around the drop zone for <laughs> yeah. two months, saving up some sure. money. Exactly. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, I think we might be on to something here. Okay, you're signed up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's being sarcastic. No, don't tell him. No. But you can see in him there's some clean that's like, huh. The wheels are turning. <laughs> yeah. So now you, you uh, right. may or may not do it again, but what's next? What's coming up next in your life? You're going to be traveling three on, one off. Yep. you're gonna be traveling in the boogie circuits. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like uh, move on to a few different wings, um, paragliding, uh, nice. base. Um, try a few different other things as well. What are you going to uh, paraglide at? Any plans yet? Uh, we got a pretty sweet one out in Chilliwack, uh, just a local local spot that they teach paragliding, which is pretty nice. And what about a base? Any plans for that? Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing uh, a course next year with. ZB and uh, Benji. Remember Salada? Mm-hmm. Salada was supposed to do it with us too, but uh, I think we're going to do it next year uh, for the Europe Europe trip. Dugs, that's it. That's what I was looking for. Dugs' course. Yeah, 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 dude. So you guys are going to go in y- to Europe to learn a base jump. Yeah, I'm thinking yes. about trying to get a, li- a little <laughs> course <laughs> this year. Brine? Yeah, something at the bridge. Yeah. Something small. Just kind of get my feet wet. Get a feel, get a taste. Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably too soon, but in April, uh, Jeremy Karnoff is throwing something together with Jeff Witt. I heard. Yeah, yeah I heard. Lucky. Pretty sweet. Yeah, so they're gonna have something. Um, <coughs> you said you might get back to w- you might get to working full time in the sport. How serious is that thought? That that I will. Uh, hopefully, like that's kind of like the idea. Uh, in a few more years, uh, I'm try to get something set up so I'm a bit more mobile. You know, a mobile housing. You know, something uh, not like. Uh, that awesome bus that uh, what's his name? What, what are they? Who's Clint. Clint. Yeah, nothing like that. That's a pretty sweet looking bus. Oh but yeah, something yeah. that I can you know travel and live in that uh, get me moving so I can move from drop zone to drop zone that sort of thing. Dude, have you seen pictures of his big blue bus lately? It's pretty amazing. Gosh, I, yeah, I follow him on Instagram. I see the, the updates here and there. Yeah, dude. Seems like it's been um, maybe a month since I've seen anything new. Yeah, I know. Uh, right now he's super busy. He he just hit me up for some uh, work stuff, and I hit him back up today. He's like, "Yeah, my bad. The next two weeks are covered in the bus, so yeah. I can't wait to see what they get done with yeah, that thing." I know, right? <coughs> it looks pretty badass. Super awesome. Uh, a few years from now, so are you? Do you think you'll work part time in the sport before you work full time? Do you think you'll throw weekend drogues? Uh, I'd recommend. I it. probably should be doing that anyways, but uh, what's stopping you? Just work, getting the ratings, that sort of thing. Get the ratings. Yep. I know a guy. I think <laughs> you do know a guy or two. Hey? You could hook me up backwards and upside down to you. <laughs> 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 It'd be a fun tandem. We put we put Glenn on the front of me. We call it a tandem. So, <laughs> what about you? Wait, yes. What's next for you, Glenno? You've done a year full time skydiving mm-hmm. or full time instruction. Uh, 
So in about a month, I'm heading up to uh, West Plains Skydiving Center mm-hmm. in uh, in Washington State uh, to go work with uh, our friends Sergey and Kara. Yay! And uh, so I'll be up there for the summer season, and then uh, come back here in October and uh, pick up work back at Spaceland. How far is West Plains from uh, Skydive West Plains from the Idaho border? Uh, not far. I would uh, probably say an hour. Okay. If, if that. That's why I thought it was in Idaho this yeah. whole time. I've always thought it was Idaho. Oh, yeah. Um, why? Why go there? Um, uh, Kara and Sergey were here, uh, not this past winter, but the, the previous one. And, uh, and we became really good friends. And, uh, it was something we always talked about. And, uh, and I, I definitely kind of want to experience a smaller smaller drop zone vibe for a bit and um and kind of have a more hands-on approach to uh to the daily like just daily operations grind, of a small yeah, yeah of, a, of a small drop zone so um and just a change of pace i mean it's it's beautiful country up there yep, and uh yep. i'm definitely uh an outdoorsy guy and it's kind of hard um not having mountains or or rivers, or uh, to go hike or fish, you know. So, just yeah, get a change of scenery for a little bit. And Houston is a wonderful place to live for a economy, mm-hmm. for a job market. Um, it, it's a great place to be. As far as geography, yeah, it's flat and it rains a lot. Sticky. It's sticky. It's humid. I mean, it's not a horrible place at all. But man, mountains, trees. You know, our trees, I didn't know what scrub oak was or scrub brush was until I moved here. And our trees just don't get big because they just can't survive out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that gets bigger are the mosquitoes. So they work out pretty nicely. Uh, After that, you're going to uh, throw drogues there. Mm -hmm. And uh, AFF. AFF. Mm -hmm. Do they do a typical or traditional AFF program? Uh, Traditional. They do a a little bit of IAD as well. Um, So it's kind of dependent on on the students' needs, yeah. I think um, whatever works best. Um, well, once they get off of a, once once they get a pass a point as an AFF instructor, you'll still be able to work with them. Yeah, let's talk about that. Some. Exactly. Uh, do you know, by the way, when you could? Could what? Work with a IED student. Um, I get my IED rating. What if you don't have your IED rating? What would you do? Mm. Mm. Don't know. So a USPA coach can supervise a IED student in free fall. And in the airplane, mm-hmm. an IED instructor has to train them on the ground. Okay. From mm-hmm. category C2, which is jump seven. Mm-hmm. So they do a couple jumps, uh, three jumps where they're just getting thrown out, or a couple jumps where they're just getting thrown out, three more where they're getting thrown out with uh, them doing practice throws. Mm-hmm. Their sixth jump, they do a clear and pull. Leave, get clear, pull. From there, they go to two 10-second delays, and starting then, a coach can supervise them in the plane and uh, in free fall. Nice. Remember that. If Kara needs to understand that a little bit better, just have a little flexibility with instructors like you until you get your rating. Mm-hmm. There is some level of supervision you can provide as an instructor. Of course, you can also just cross-train them from IED to AFF once they get to that free fall point, right. and that should work pretty good for them too. Cool. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, being on a small drop zone, man, it, it's different. I love it. Um, you came from a smaller drop zone, didn't you? Yeah, uh, kind of a medium size uh, skydiving. skydiving. Yeah, and um, definitely a very popular fun jumper uh, scene out there. And uh, but yeah, it's kind of coming. Spaceline was definitely a step up uh, 
but Skydance still just had. Yeah, we're not the biggest drop zone out there, but it, there's not tons of bigger yeah, doozies. I mean, if you look at on a busy summer Saturday at Spaceland, it's not. I would say that's a pretty pretty big uh, operation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, it gets to be overwhelming sometimes, even if you're used to it. It just gets to be a little bit much. What is Kara and Sergey flying? Uh, they have uh, a yeah. 182 on the weekdays, and then they have a shorter caravan uh, on the weekends. Uh, do they own the caravan? Are they renting? Um, I couldn't tell you. Okay, okay. I think they own it. I know her dad uh, owns the drop zone, so I think uh, I think that hmm. could be his plane. I don't know. Man, I uh, I would love to come visit. I saw her and Sergey just recently. Mm-hmm. Just saw them in, th- in February, and a they look great. They look wonderful. Yeah. Uh, he always was. He was. He was always had, had like a three day shadow going on. <laughs> he was always scraggly and scruffy, and he's got full facial hair, but always that way. He was completely clean shaven at PIA. It was like, oh, wow. holy cow, man! He's <laughs> a handsome motherfucker. He's yeah. a good looking dude. <laughs> I was kind of like, hmm, mm. how you doing? Um, after that year, you're going. Uh, uh, oh wait a minute. Sorry, back to AFF. So you you haven't done much to AFF instructor skydives. Mm-mm. You know you have to do a few at space at Spaceland. Uh, for people to understand, we do single instructor AFF. Pretty easy ways so we can qualify it. Uh, uh, USPA provides BSRs that, that structure. You do some tandems to where we can actually go do single instructor AFF. At Spaceland, we don't want new instructors to just go out there by themselves. We like to season you. We like to help you out. So you do a number of instructors or jumps with another instructor just to get you some seasoning. Those jumps were fun. Mm-hmm. Do you remember much from them? Yeah. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I remember a few jumps with Hank and yeah. uh, a couple with Pedro, and and uh, learned a lot and just kind of got me out of that deer of the head deer in the headlights uh, phase, you know. And it's a huge moment. Yeah. And I'm almost shocked that you say yes because some people say no because of that last thing. Man, you know, I was I was still like, whoa, locked in. The yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That I, I couldn't uh, remember it as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think you see more today? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think like once, once I was in free fall, I mean it was, it was natural for me. But more of the training aspect where I, I definitely had those, uh, like WTF moments. Just like, how do I talk to this person and and get the info across to them? While not looking like a bumbling idiot, you know, <laughs> so. dude. Two instructor AFF w- was such a good time. Some of my favorite jumps in AFF were with two instructors. I'd rather have no partner than a bad partner. Mm-hmm. So as far as single instructor AFF goes, I'm very happy with it. One thing with single instructor, you know, your partner's not fucking you over because I've seen skydives, I've been on skydives, and I've videoed skydives that the partner was doing the wrong thing, and it's what hosed the student and myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, no partner, man, they're, they're, you're not going to get hosed by anybody else, number one. Number two, how focused are you when you know you're the only guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, when you got a wingman, you tend to be able to fly a little bit more relaxed, sometimes to a bad habit. Mm-hmm. So no partner means I fly better, I fly stronger. Right. Man, I still miss two instructor AFF. Yeah. It's a good time. Cool. Who's the AFF instructors there? Uh, I think Sergey and uh, I'm, not, I, I'm not sure if Kara, but... Um, oh. I don't know. I think they have a, a few part-timers for yeah. weekends. I don't think she had her AFF radio. Yeah. Yeah. But do Sergey, so you know you have at least one good partner up yeah. there. You know at least one <laughs> know guy those, you can have a good time. Those are going to be fun, for sure. Right on, man. Yeah. You said after a year of that, you're going to do what's next? Uh, so October, I'll be uh, moving back down here to move back in with my girlfriend. Uh, she's uh, 
she wants to get at least five years experience at the zoo. So um, she'll stick it out down here while I'm up there. And then, October, uh, will you be back in time for the film festival? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. yeah. So I'm looking like uh, first, second week of October kind of being down here. Shuby, that worked out for you, man. That date's not right. That's last year. Yeah, I was looking at that, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't have the flyers made till nah, uh, two or three months ahead. Yeah, fair enough. So um, just too many things can change between then and now. I haven't lined up any of the prizes yet. Um, man, we got to figure all that out at some point. Who knows? Maybe Cookie will give a deposit or a discount for that new G4. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Maybe they'll throw one of those, man. Sick. So, so sick. We got to figure all that out. Um, I really appreciate you guys crushing some time and killing killing your evening here with us. Yeah. Thank you. Glad uh, to have uh, it. Uh, dude, no problem, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time you were on the show, you were a little nervous showing up. Mm-hmm. This time, how was it? Decent. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Just Knew what chatting, you with, uh, chatting with friends. One of the things we tell everybody uh, regularly is like, man, you're just going to hang out, put on some headphones, and chat with your friends. Mm-hmm. It, it, truly that statement? Absolutely. Yeah. You, last time we did this, vomited in my bathroom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in my bathroom. We have a handshake over yeah, right I've now. Yeah, I've noticed Oof. you guys have only had those uh, those yeah, beers that you showed up j- with. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a pair a of tall boys. Yeah. A little more dialed back. Yeah. Dude, A, they Oof. drank last time and, and really didn't put it on until after the cameras turned off. When the cameras <laughs> turned off, that's when we took it a little bit to the next level. And uh, the room was rearranged, I think, at that point. Oof, yeah. And I was sitting there in that chair. And you guys were sitting over here on uh-huh. this couch, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, Glenos just covers his face, hops up, and quickly, not runs, but walks out of the room. Quickly and composed. I have great aim <laughs> for where I need to puke. Okay? You were Lots on, of experience. You were on a mission, and you were clear about it. But you were also sh- like composed. Yep. And all of a sudden, we hear you in there. All of a sudden, everything's A-OK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they came back in, Nick, and I actually... Uh, Looked at them and like, hey man, you guys want to crash here? They're like, yeah, we've been drinking yeah. too much. <laughs> I was like, right on, uh, Shuby. There's a really super comfortable queen size bed in there. It's really, really comfortable. You look like you're still conscious enough. You'll enjoy that, Glenn. You're passing out. He didn't even. I don't think you even heard the conversation. I don't even think you know this conversation existed. I think he was in the bathroom. Since he's going to be passing out, we're just going to let him sleep on this real shitty futon couch. <laughs> it worked. It was nice. From the guy who was living in a van by yeah. the river. I uh, my mom watched uh, watched the podcast. I don't know if it was live or or after that, and called me and was like, "You drinking too much?" <laughs> <laughs> so really, Sorry, this one mom. was about mom. Yeah. This one, well, mom, because yeah. mom is yeah, is other mom. Yeah, this one said, uh, th- "Your mom looks biological at this time. mom." Yeah, <laughs> the one who birthed you. Yep. You know what I did for you? <laughs> I think every mother yells that at me at some point, or at you, yeah. <laughs> at <Yes>. me. <laughs> Well, guys, I really appreciate it. Um, next week, do you know what you're doing, uh, Nick Lott? Next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, let me look at the date. I'm the going to Utah next week. The 21st. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll be back by then. Yeah, yeah, no, we are, we talked about these dates. Yep, don't remember. The prodigal son returns. Who is the prodigal son? Jesus? Ben Nelson. Oh, Ooh. no. Yeah. Really? Nice. I'm coming back for Ben Nelson? Yeah. Are you sure I agreed to this? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Ben Nelson hit me up a little bit ago, like, yo, bro, I need a place to crash. Can I use your couch? And I'm like, no. I said, first of all, you have to do the podcast. Yes. And okay, you can use the bedroom. And it's not being nice to offer the bedroom. My wife will not let anybody sleep on our couches. Mm-hmm. If you ever come to crash here and you want to sleep on the couch, chances are she's not going to let it happen. Ain't going to happen. Yeah, you're going to sleep on the tile floor, brother. You ain't <laughs> sleeping on the couches. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but she's got this protection of her couches. Mm-hmm. It's like she's going to stand there and pee on you if you do. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you like it. So, 
that maybe that's what Ben was going for. I think so. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Probably. He's that kind of guy. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. Uh, really appreciate you guys being here. We have coming up karaoke fight night. Hit us up. A huge shout out to uh, Mitch Hansen. And oh my God, uh, Kevin Craig, man! Both these guys threw some money down. They threw down, uh, th- donated for the DJ for karaoke night. Nice. So uh, April thirteenth, we're gonna have a DJ karaoke night, UFC two thirty six fight night, and uh, the flight extravaganza, man. So come check it out. Text a bunch of other really cool organizers. Jeffro is gonna be joining us. Laura Wagner, you know the Sick. rest of the gig and the rest of the people. Um, other than that, uh, we got Ben Nelson next week, and we'll see what's going on. Nick. Anything else you got, Mr. P? I love that shirt. Yeah, this is a nice. I haven't really shown myself that much. This great is a great shirt. shirt. Thank you, Option Studios. Dude, I got me on my shirt. Every Little time. pink <laughs> Mr. Bubble version of me. <laughs> every time I see Mr. Bubbles, I, do you wear that T-shirt often? I wear it around the house. Uh, the old white one, the, the yeah. first one. It's it's in my closet. It's hanging up. I look at it and and grin from time to time. It's it's my. You, you ever have any house shirts? Shirts that you just wear just around the house. Yep. Mm-hmm. My Mister P shirt is just one of my house shirts. It just it's it's the material's a little thick, it's a little heavy. They're really kind of cheap T-shirts that I'm done. Mm-hmm. I wear it around the house and I giggle. And every time I see you with that on, I just make this me one's laugh. good, man. I uh I put it on a jump today, and it felt it was so comfortable. I just kept it on, man. <laughs> Thanks for supporting your face on a shirt, dude. It's great, (laughs) (laughs) dude. The so it's, I mean the the quality of like the caricature is super good, and the quality of the jersey is good. I like that. I like the pink. (laughs) Nothing about it I don't like. Oh, Mister P, boys, anything else you want to share to mom, friends, family, your hairstylist? That's me. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks, guys. Last thanks for having me again, DJ. Cool, guys. Super last minute. I really appreciate you coming in. Uh, Nick, hit that funky music, white boy. Don't tell me what to do. Till then, guys, this is Gravity Lab Radio, Blue Skies. I'm going home. Peace. Peace.